Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode number 30. I am your host, Skids. We've got Gucci here. Hello, my friends. And we've got Yard Sale. What's up? And Fence Post. Skids is being mean to me. That's Norm. <laughs> this is that music again? Oh my god, you still hear that? People yeah, have you... told us that it's getting old, okay? Yeah. Too bad. Too old for old. <laughs> Who told you, Ben? The dog? It's a theme song, ain't it? Yep. Uh, two friends are sick of it. Oh my god. Two? You give me that much credit, huh? <laughs> uh, wow. Alright, we'll call this uh, wreck number 30. I like mm. it. Yeah. yeah. Record coming at you. Free fall. <laughs> Better not sleep. We're going to catch up. No, no we're not. Yeah. <laughs> we have like 160 more to go. Mm. <laughs> Chump change. Yeah. yeah. More than that. More like 210. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who's keeping count? I mean, we're not. If I stop either. listening to them, it means we're catching up. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you do that. You just find the positive in every way. In every Absolutely. Place. I'm not like so it. sure that was positive, but <laughs> incredibly <just> negative <laughs> depending where you're from. <laughs> I'm talking from our point of view. Nobody else matters. So oh, super yeah. oh, okay. That's all that yeah. matters. Yep. Well, Gucci has already said that we're number one. Like I don't know, a hundred times. Yeah, America. I, we're number one. I was, I was kidding, kind of, <laughs> sort of. No, oh, that's what that means. We're not in a competition, guys. We're just having fun. Okay. Mm. Gucci, I didn't realize Whatever, you were yeah. me If it's not one. a competition, the only thing I'm going to say is uh, we won the tandem contest and I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I did tell Shaggy, I'm like, if Mike DiPaolo showed up. We would have been so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Shaggy and DiPaolo, yeah, we would have been so done. Mm. Yeah. No, I think you would have put a good fight, but I don't think it would have ended well. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, who are we kidding? We did one. It'd <laughs> <Nah. laughs> be like freaking FBC your ass later. Yeah. Oh, God. Fun with flags. No. Fun with flags. They're definitely accomplished, that's for sure. So Listen, it's a team effort, right? And at that point, their team was hmm. their team, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, man. Here we go. Guest, guest appearance. My, my co-hosts. <sighs> All right, well, let's just kick Hi, this Dan. off. Hi, <laughs> Dan. Thank you to everyone for who uh, downloads and streams and listens to our podcast. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you. I do want to point out that this is episode 30. I mean, holy cow. We've made it 30 episodes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we still like each other after 30 episodes. Do we? I don't know. Quite Questionable. <laughs> questionable. <laughs> It's questionable. We get, we get long enough to hang yeah. out for like two hours every Thursday. <laughs> Have you ever heard the terms damage control? I think that's what's happening here. We're just doing our best to control the damage. <laughs> no, I was calling it like going through the motions or playing house. Mm. No, that too. Yeah, okay. that's more like it. Gotcha. I kind of yeah, feel too like scared I'm just... to commit to quitting, but but enjoying <laughs> it enough to stay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like no. I'm at work on like a long day and you just keep staring at the clock. Yeah. And, like, and then you look back up and it's only been like 30 seconds. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. We may or may not make it to episode 40. So, <laughs> 10 more, huh? I got to do 10 more? Nice. A long I was way. thinking like 31. <laughs> but 
I mean, it's it's definitely incredible because we did uh, get to spend some time with some of the Freefall guys. And listen, man, it's it's just great to be able to do this. That's all. I think that's really cool. I agree. I agree. We'll talk about that later, though, for sure. You know, hanging out with them, so pretty cool. All right. Well, let's. Hi, uh, Dan. <laughs> hi, Dan. <laughs> Kick off your week, meow. Me, Gucci time. Hmm. All right. Hello. So, can you hear me? I got gotcha. you. Check. All right. Ten four, so, good buddy. I'm I'm going to uh, I'm up to four bullets again, but I'm going to keep it real light because we will talk a little bit about our about our fun fly experience, which was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, before the mow down, uh, I did get to do a little bit of flying. It was more or less um, trying to get my Kraken 700 with the YS96 to see if maybe this time it runs. So, I was currently, <laughs> you know, it's I, I got it all installed. And believe it or not, the Kenny Hutton barrel work that he did on the YS96 carburetor works. So I got to fly that um, before the mow down. I built a Kraken 580. So I finally got my Kraken 580 and built it. And Wait, hold on. Oh, no, you didn't. Can mm-hmm. be specific? I, I traded. <sighs> no, Kraken 580. Nitro. Oh, the Nitro. Listen, there's only on. one, one 580 that matters, the Nitro one. So I think Mike is on board, even though it's a goblin. I think he'll he'll understand the, the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I got a Nitro, the 580 Nitro, to uh, to fly at Mitch's house. So thank him for that. Um, and it's, man, it just suckered me in. Just first flight, I was like, okay. Well, let's do some flips. Let's do some flippy doos and flippy don'ts, and it's it's a cool heli. So I definitely <laughs> enjoy that. And uh, last but not least, uh, I'm still high on the whole fun fly mow down. You know, like I, I had such a good time. So Sweet. this is the second week. Um, we'll discuss some more, but it, it's I don't know, man. I enjoy hanging out with people at fun flies. That's mm. just that's my jam. Yeah. So hold tight, we're gonna relive it for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got to hang out with you two events in a row. That was awesome. Yeah, and we, you know, we'll talk some more, but we got to do some quality nitro time together. Yes. You know, we'll, we'll let the people think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just uh, a little bit of flying, a little bit of fun flying, um, and that's about it for me. Nice, Scott. <laughs> Yo, um, so did I? I went to the same event, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Okay. Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> Out of body experience, I get it. Yeah, no, seriously, no, it was good fun. Um, I, I got really excited about it around about Wednesday at work, and I just kind of like sunk in at that point. I was like, "Holy crap, I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'm driving to Virginia. We're doing this," because like I haven't had an away from like out of town fun fly all year. It was two of them kind of local to me, and I think one one was Dragonfly as yeah, well. So that's true. Yeah, it really doesn't count. And the last two, like I, yeah, I was excited for it. But the whole time I had to like run the show, you know, it wasn't it's a right. little different. You can't really just chill and enjoy yourself and hang with your friends. You're always doing something, figuring something out or taking care of an issue or, or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the mow down was absolutely awesome. So drove up there, uh, tried to kill my 580, built 580 the day before, like literally finished it Thursday morning and then drove Thursday night 
And then, uh, when did Kevin get there? You got there Saturday? Friday evening. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Friday evening? Yeah, Friday for night flying. So that was cool. Hang out with Kevin, and then Gucci got there. When did you get there, Gucci? I got there, like, what was it, 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. So I went straight to the hotel. I'm like, I'm done. And I think it was yeah. kind of already dead, so... But no, I want you, I want to correct you, Scott. Five eighty nitro. Yes, five eighty nitro. Not five eighty. Okay. Yeah, it's different. There's there's a little extra letters in there. Yep. And way more coolness. <laughs> uh, what else did I do? I'm gonna scroll up to my bullet points because I'm not even looking at them. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the event later, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll hit on some cool points later. Absolutely. But that was my week. I got to hang out with my friends, hung out with my friends, and uh, go to an event, and it was absolutely awesome. Mike, what you got? Uh, Hold on. No. This thing sucks. Hold on. Give me a second. Hold on to what? To what? (laughs) Hold hold on to what? To my strong hand. What exactly? (laughs) (laughs) That was a perfect setup. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. High five. (laughs) My germs. (laughs) Why is this not opening? What the fuck? (sighs) Here we go. Ah, wait. I see what's going on. Okay. All right. Yep, that worked. Use the force mic. I see what's going on here, Mr. Penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Stop looking at me, Swan. I can see through your tactics. Conditioner is better. Okay, we've run that out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so for me, I got a couple things. Uh, we did go to the Cincinnati Funfly down at uh, the Air Masters Club. So we'll touch on that a little bit when we get into our topics. I'm not going to dig into that right now. There is a couple things I want to go over, though. The Protos 380. Hmm. Yeah, you fall. You fell in love with it, huh? Not so much. Mm, She's right. a goner. It is no longer in my possession. Mm. Uh, I did. did roast it in? I did not roast it in. I actually traded it to K Dub for a charge, a charge case he had for sale. Nice. Wow. So yeah, I was like, ah, I can use a little mini charge case to take when I'm just taking nitro. I don't have to carry my other one that's heavy. Yeah, I was gonna give you half a pack a of big red. Ooh. <laughs> I probably would have took you up on it. Get that charge case back to K Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Did yours have uh, the the modified canopy on it, or was it still? Yeah. So the pictures oh. going around. I, I think Kenny posted them on the hangout and stuff. Uh, so yeah. So that was my canopy heat shrunk to the Protos three. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what they got going on. I know Raw did comment on there and say that they have a new version of that canopy. Yeah. But I don't know how the hell that version got out. To the public because it was mm. literally like it was made a heat shrink. Yeah. Um, pretty bad. I had two flights on it and they come back and the canopy's hanging down inside the frames. Mm. Good grief. So kind of you know with the other <laughs> the other issues that I had that was kind of like the nail in the coffin. Man, like yeah. I'm sorry, but like it's like you had two flights and you like away from it and then it was like literally melted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Left it sit on my on the. Actually, it was sitting in the back of my car. It wasn't even on like the the, the table. So, so oh, wow. I think they make. Pills. But the the 
the hatch was open, so it was in direct sunlight, but it was only like 78 degrees out there. So, mm. don't know what to do with that. Um, yeah, so that's gone. K-Dub got it. Uh, I think he's gonna, he smashed the hell out of his, so he's gonna probably just build the one that I have. I had an issue with the tail wagon around, uh, so that was not making my experience any better. So I just, pretty much put, put the two flights in, tried some tuning stuff, some PID stuff, and uh, that's digging way more in than what I feel like I should have to do to get it to fly right, so I just got rid of it. Um, and Keith did know about the, the tail wag and stuff, so I don't want people thinking I like, oh, great helicopter, flies great! Because there was definitely a tail problem. Because we he was working with me about it from the beginning. You didn't use like a fake name like Bob? No. No? So he no. knows who you are? So, because you couldn't get the tail smooth, what was it doing in the air? Anything? It had like a three inch, I, I want to call it a wag, but it was almost like there was no control. Like, it was almost like the whole tail system was so sloppy that it was just not doing any kind of control. Oh, wow. Because, like, when you load it, it would, if you just sit there and hover, it would wag back and forth just real slow. It was like three, four <laughs> inches. And then when you would load it, it would stop. And then you would put it back in a hover, and it would just slowly start to drift around, kind of just wander in that three-inch range. <laughs> it kind of, like, did its you own You hear that, was, honey? He's got a three-inch wag, and he's sloppy in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> My hero. Touche. Touche. Well, it's, it's gone. It's gone, right? Cigar. Yep. Oh. Nope. Now Keith has a three-inch wang. <laughs> wang or wag? Wag. Oh, okay. Did I say wang? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I felt bad for a moment because I thought, like, that's not helping him out, Mike, at all. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. You gave him the wang. <laughs> ladies hit Keith up. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, there's ladies listening to us. I know, right? right? Uh, classic. If there is, you should prove us wrong and just comment on our Facebook, send yeah. us an email or anything. Or hit up Keith and he can send us an email about his experience. Tell someone, because we're convinced you don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was the Protos 380 story. It was short-lived. Uh, I'm glad it's gone, to be honest with you. Uh, I am going to be getting a Gowie X3 to replace that for kind of like a little bash around heli. I had one a long time ago. It was a, probably one of the best flying 380s that I've flown, so that's the plan. Um, I also did pick up an Oxy Nitro kit, mm. which I am slowly putting together as we speak, trying to get it ready for a maiden tomorrow. Uh, we have a little local Fun fly at our flying club. So I'm nice. hoping I can get this thing done. I might have to pull a late night and uh, get it wired up and everything. But there you go. So be able to tell you more about that next episode. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to the Nighthawks heli crew. We freaking pulled together and made something happen that I've wanted to see happen for a long time. Um, so the story is. I was scrolling around on Facebook Marketplace and I found a set of parking lot lights for sale. LED parking lot lights. 
Uh, it was a pretty good deal, so I messaged the guy to see the specs on it and everything. He gave me everything we needed. Like, man, that sounds like it could work. So, obviously, I pitched the idea to our little heli group, and uh, yeah, they pulled through. A uh, huge shout out to Gucci, Mitch, um, Dave, Todd was part of it. I mean, everybody that that had a hand in it uh, to make this happen. We now have light powers for the Nighthawks flying field, and they are bright. Yeah, and they're LED. And make no noise. You don't have to hear the annoying generator going at night. Mm. So they're they're pretty awesome. We did like a little temporary setup that we're gonna try them out for this weekend, so we can use them. Uh, and then over the winter time, we're gonna Dave's gonna weld up like a nice uh, mount system for it, and we're gonna put them up on a pole. So right now we only have them up about uh, probably eight feet, I think, maybe ten feet. I, I don't remember how big the pole was, but uh, I think it's eight. So anyways, uh, we have them up on there, and we're losing a lot of light on the ground. So I think once we get them up higher, uh, they'll be pretty good. For box flying, they're freaking amazing. Uh, If you go out of the light a little bit, it doesn't seem like it penetrates quite as good, but none of them have any kind of like housing around them. It's just like the LED light out in the middle of the open so there's no kind of deflector or anything like that so Mm. we're going to try and make up a couple deflectors for at least the top lights and try to focus more of a beam out of them instead of like a flood and see if we can get them to kind of you know go out a little bit farther but uh, I think they're going to work good I think they're going to be pretty awesome so the heli crew pulled together Bought some night flight. There's some night lights. We donated them to the club, so they'll be there for whenever we uh, want to fly. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been. That's something that I've wanted to see happen there for quite a while. I've been looking for the last couple of years at different ways we can make it. Right. Uh, make it happen. So I'm glad yeah. that it's actually a real thing now. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes RCHO so special. Is their night flying. Yeah. You know, with their towers. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, other than that, that is all that I really have. All right. Well, uh, since the last show, the weekend after that show, uh, there was no flying. Um, of course, then I was prepping for Modown, and I went to Modown with four helis. <laughs> I don't think I've been to a fun fly with four helis in years. So that was pretty amazing. Um, part of that was rebuilding the vibe, the 56 and that. So got that all buttoned up and had that prepped and ready to go. Um, but really the only other thing that I've been working on is the Aurora and I, it's still in pieces. I'm hoping to have that ready for our CHO. I know Tom is expecting me to have it there, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to hold to that. So hopefully I can get that ready, but, uh, but yeah, that's really, it's all for me, man. I, I don't have a whole heck of a lot, nothing really new. Um, talk a little bit more about, you know, some things that, uh, happened at Modown, but other than that, that's, that's wrapping it up for me. So move it right along. Short and sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Scott, that's your cue. What? That's your I'm cue. sorry. I'm a hazard to myself. I just stabbed my thumb with a pair of long nose pliers. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, next segment. Uh, Vati's hot! There it is. Get it! Gucci, take it away, um, buddy. <laughs> so, we're, we're keeping it light. Four bullets. Uh, the first one is that the uh, Heli Simulator Next has Darren, the Canadian's field. Mm. So they're, you know, they're they came out with some new fields in their um, helicopter sim. That's awesome. That was, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you are interested, check it out. So I wonder, is it, is it like, does it feel like a Canadian field, or what do you think? <laughs> I started downloading it, started craving some Tim Hortons. And I was like, oh man, I get forty tunies and a loony to fly there. I mean, did they put a? Did they have a? A double double in in the picture. Absolutely. Well, I I, I wonder like yeah, when you're doing like multiple like the multiplayer, like if you crash into each other, does do, do you hear the 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 words uh, like you know sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> like does that happen? We're a bunch of knuckleheads. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So that was one. The next thing is what Mike mentioned earlier, which was the uh, Peros 380 is going to get some fiberglass uh, canopies. So I guess they are. I guess taking the, the comments, the feedback from people like Mike that says uh, this thing melts like butter in the sun. So that's pretty cool. So check it out. I mean, I saw some Rob posted some pictures in the uh, comments, and they actually look pretty cool. They actually they're different. They're not the same. I guess shape. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. The next thing I have is that uh, the Luca released a uh, I guess in I guess an upgrade to the nitroxy uh, for the landing gear mounts, which I guess tilts the helicopter where it lifts the tail off the ground a little bit more because I guess some people have some feedback regarding that, the tail hitting the ground. So um, he's released that. It's, yeah, it's, it's what I find is like it's super cheap. It's like 16 bucks and it's the mounts and it gives you, I guess, flexibility to get more ground clearance in the tail area. So that's pretty cool. And the last thing that I have is the, I guess, Futaba is released a, the GY uh, 755 flybarrows unit, which is, quote unquote, a copy of the 760R. It just doesn't have the receiver unit inside the flybarrows unit anymore. Oh. And I think that one is like $350. Now, what is the 760 that. price? Five the se- I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it starts like a little bit over like at 400 bucks i think 399 maybe uh hmm. with the receiver in it so it's receiver no receiver kind of so who is this catering to if it's coming with no receiver like you know what i mean like I think what, what would make that, you buy this instead um for example if you already have a bunch of the uh fast receivers yeah. you know like if you use the 750 in the past yeah you mm-hmm. don't I guess so. you know sure. you just save a few bucks here because mm-hmm. you already have the receivers or I wonder, like, I, I, I couldn't really go. I didn't go through the manual, but I wonder if it's for people that fly, that don't fly Futaba. Yeah, like the, yeah, I think like also the there's Fly Sky or Free Sky or whatever. Yeah, oh. Air Sky, whatever. Yeah, I think also, um, not all telemetry systems worked with the 760R, uh, but some of them worked better with the uh, what do you call it? The uh, what am I looking for? The, the regular receivers. The regular uh, receivers. Yeah, okay. so if you run a regular receiver, you don't have that telemetry issue anymore. I don't know if they fixed it. This is talking like, you know, a year ago. Sure. When the 760 was like a new thing. Interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think they're they're trying to kind of have a little bit of variety, you know, for people that are looking to save if they already have the components, right? If you have the the receiver already. So it's pretty cool. Um definitely in the in the ballpark. I mean, you know, you're looking at about three hundred bucks no matter you know, like if you go between Neo, Futaba, whatever, but and obviously the brain and the icon are cheaper, but mm. pretty interesting that they're still kicking some product out there, which is awesome. Yeah. That's about That's it. it. All right. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of sorry, sorry about that. Sorry. So, uh, Scott? Uh, someone was supposed to make me some 3D printed helicopters so I could do the hand thing. But I ended up doing it in person with Monty at the event using his uh, Oxy 2. Mm. Um, yeah, but we didn't record it. But we did argue about um, you know the theory of, of what happens in loops when you're inverted or not inverted being in a power loop or in negative collective. Gotcha. Yeah, we thoroughly confused each other till about two in the morning, and then we realized that we were both right, just very tired. There you go. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I have not made a video. Um, I'm going to make a point to do it before the show airs. Right. So I'm not going to apologize then, because it's, it's already... <laughs> well, so, so we did the, the loops, right? Yeah, we, we never made that? the video for the loop, so that's okay. the video I'm talking well, about. What was the video prior to that? Yeah. So well, let's. You know what? I'm gonna release. Oh, should we do both of them? Should we do something? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. I mean, if you want to do them separate, that might be good in case people yeah. don't want to watch a double feature, right? But yeah, I'll do a two for. I'll launch the the loop video because I already have it recorded on my phone, except for the explanation part. Right. But I'll do that real quick. I'll launch that when this airs, and then a couple days later, I'll throw up a fresh one. Okay. Because I'm sure some people have already like maybe tried it. Who yeah. knows? Okay. I got some recommendations from the guys at the the field too at the last event, and they told me that they'd love to see in one video a beginner, an intermediate, and an advanced version of either the same maneuver or different variations of that maneuver, so different skill levels can try it. Because like every time we either make it easier or make it more difficult, um, different skill levels are involved or not involved. Not everyone's kind of, you know, in, involved at the same time, which made sense. I like it. But yeah. let's get let's work on getting the video out first. Yeah, let's do that, and then we'll figure out the the new format. Sounds good. And if that doesn't work, you no, can fire nothing. Me. Damn. What? <laughs> what did we miss? I busted balls about not doing the video, and you guys are dry. Because <laughs> I I have genuine remorse. It's <laughs> just a real problem, man. This is a huge problem. I lose sleep over this. I'm like, I don't have any little helicopters to play with to make a video. And my mm. wife's like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, no, <laughs> it's a serious issue. I need little helicopters. You know what you should says, do? Yeah. Go get like an old tube sock, fill it up with sand, and mold yourself a helicopter. No, that's pinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A well, since your, since your Logo 200 doesn't have a boom, you could just, like, glue a stick to the back of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah put, even put a barbecue skewer sticking out the back. <laughs> <laughs> kebab. Uh, this is my Kebab 200. <laughs> now, I think... Kebab you want. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll catch up. Lost another viewer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Out of the two, gosh. Now right. we're down to one. Yeah, now we're down to Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Shaggy. Hi, Shaggy. <laughs> I got to see. I didn't get to meet because he doesn't like to introduce people. But I got to see Shaggy's parents. 
Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So he, I met them because he flipped me off. He was being really awkward about it. <laughs> and he like hit his hand like on his chest and turned a certain way. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, my parents are over there, but I want to flip you off. And I was like, okay. And he pointed over to his parents and, and you know, what is, I'm trying to think of those two people as I think it's at the end of like TV shows and stuff, this company that makes videos. And it's got like this lady with a pitchfork and a man with glasses standing oh in the back of the gosh. credits. Yeah. That's his parents. <laughs> I did not tell him to say this shaggy. <laughs> yes. Just gonna point that out, okay? Don't worry. He no, stopped. Shaggy stopped listening when we put him on the Arnold episode, anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He seemed really nice. I wish I got to meet him, but you know, I'm not worthy. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I think someday. I think those him. green acres got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Do we have anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> Please make a stop. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, if we have nothing else, let's take a short break and we'll be right back, you guys. For over a decade, I've turned to A Main Hobbies to keep my helis in the air with their parts support. But that isn't the first thing I think of when I hear the name A-Main Hobbies. I think back to my early days of having no clue what I was doing and being loaded with questions. A-Main Hobbies has a call center ready to help you with educating and troubleshooting issues with your heli and setup. A step further, A-Main Hobbies air team travel the country to come to events near you. For years, these pilots have exceeded my expectations with professionalism and expert help. So the next time you need help or parts and want to show support, reach out to amainhobbies.com. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have no guest. It's just us. It's just us. We're going to talk some fun flies. And uh, maybe even a little bit of fun flight etiquette. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm down. Awesome. I'll have Yay. to. But I don't go down. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> down. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, I guess. Uh, oh, man. They'll understand right, the bloopers. It's okay. Take take it away, Mike. So, Mike, you event. went. Yeah, you went to the uh, Cincy. Was it Cincy Smackdown? No. No. What was it? Was it the Cincinnati Air Masters fun fun. Oh. Sounds very yeah. competition-ish. Nope. So official. Nope. <laughs> it's a great great club. Uh, this one was put on by Frank Bostwick hmm. and Evan Sayers. So, two great guys. They did a hell of a job. I think the uh, pilot count was around 40 pilots. I don't know the exact number. Oh, wow. uh, but I think it was at least the upper 30s, if not it did break 40. So, which is pretty good, pretty good for uh, that fun fly. It's not really one of the the main mainstream ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but there was quite a few people there, quite a few newer people that I haven't seen there before. So, nice. Yeah, it was cool to see that. Uh, they had a couple booths set up. They had the uh, OMP booth was there. The nice. OMP guys were there selling the M2, and they had some planes and stuff they were demoing. So it was pretty cool. Uh, the raffles were really good. 
they had night flying with the uh, light towers, so that was that was fun too. Couple shout outs for some people that I seen there was uh, my buddy Jesse Allen came out. He I was seen able him in to forever. Yeah, he was able to actually salvage together a five sixteen and a six ninety six. Nice to be able to fly. I was gonna. I was. Do- I was on the verge of donating one of my helicopters to him so he would come out because he's like, man, I don't know if I can get something together. So, but he did. He got two of them together. Came out. We had a hell of a time. And I think he took them both home in one piece, actually. Wow. Which was surprising. Bold move. Yeah. Yep. Living dangerously, I see. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, Kenny Hutton was there. Kenny's an awesome dude. He printed me some yard sale blade holders. <laughs> which are freaking awesome. So they actually look like a yard sale sign on the blade holder. It's pretty cool. He also introduced me to Skyline Chili Dogs, which oh, I've never man, had. We before. did that. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. I've never had them before. They were pretty good. So, um, me, I crashed the Horex. No. Of course, the same old story as every other time I've crashed it. Uh, took the tail blades out, went spinning through the air, and flopped on the ground. Uh, stripped steel gears. I did break the main blades and lost a couple links. Uh, don't even think I bent the tail boom though, so it must have just barely caught the blades enough to strip the gears out. Which with those, all you really got to do is look at them wrong in their toast. So it's kind of been getting on my nerves a little bit actually. So I think I might be retiring the Ho Rex here. Oh, just because I'm I'm tired of putting tail gears in it. <laughs> <laughs> For it's like old. how many minutes did it last this time? Uh, sometimes it's thirty seconds. This time I got halfway through. No, I did put a couple flights on it, so it made it a little bit longer than usual. But I mean, I've been out there for thirty seconds and toasted a brand new set of teal gears, which is pretty annoying. Um, I did crash the Protos Nitro. Uh-oh. No. Uh oh. Uh, yes. How bad? Not bad. I broke the tail fin. That's what happened. I hit the tail blades on the ground again uh lost the tail fin broke the tail blades and i broke two link ends main blades are good uh didn't break the tail boom didn't bend anything all the shafts are good uh it was pretty good crash i almost had it flat so it just kind of like bounced when it hit the ground because it did the same thing it started spinning once the tail blade ejected the broken tail blade uh, had no tail authority, so it started spinning around, and I was actually able to... It wasn't quite as fast as the T-Rex one, so I was able to actually catch up with the stir and get it somewhat steerable, where I can get it flat, and uh, flopped it on the ground. So, that one wasn't too bad. Before that happened, though, I did do a tandem with uh, my fiance Dana, with her Goblin 570. Nice. And, of course, I couldn't help myself when she landed, when her battery was dead. Uh, I hovered over it and just kind of smoked it out with nitro smoke and slime. <laughs> she was like, what the heck? Are you serious? I think somebody got a picture of me standing there with, smoking it out, and she's got her arms up. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's hilarious. It's like, hey, you got some nitro on your heli. You might want to clean it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Um... Yeah, so that was that. The Protoss thing we kind of already went over. 
Uh, what are you, you going to replace the Horex with? Probably this Oxynitro. I don't think I'm going to really replace the T-Rex specifically with another 700. Mm. Uh, I'm adding the Oxy to the fleet, so it kind of takes its place anyways on the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really that catches my eye right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, things are kind of slow, so you never know. But for now, I think it's going to be that I would like to focus on getting this Raptor 90 I have that I've been saying I'm going to get back together. Yes. I would like to get that going over the over the winter time. So that might take its place. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's wicked. Um, yeah, the fun fly was awesome. Uh, they did have a pilot's dinner, which was pretty neat how they did that. They actually had somebody box up all the food, so everybody had their own individual boxes. Mm. Um, like those clamshell boxes with your, your whole meal in it, so you didn't have to touch anything, no spoons or anything like that to scoop your own potatoes or anything. Uh, was pretty good. They did a, they did a pretty good job. Uh, even the ketchup, every time you would grab the ketchup, there was somebody standing there to Clorox the ketchup bottle for the next person to grab it, so. Wow. Kind of weird times for a fun fly. Um, I did kind of try to respect because, you know, you go to something like that, you really don't know how people are with, you know, the whole COVID stuff going on. So it's weird. Like you want to walk up and shake people's hands, but you're like, uh, you're not sure if they're a handshaker still. You know what I mean? Right. So that part was a little strange. I tried to kind of be standoffish with everybody. So if, if people think, you know, that I was trying to ignore people. That wasn't the case. I just didn't know, like, who was doing what. I didn't want to piss anybody off walking into their under their canopy or something. You know what I mean? Have them get all fired up mm. about not being six feet away. So, um, but yeah, the like I said, the fun fly overall I think was great. Uh, some really awesome pilots out there. There's a couple of the Cincy guys. I can't remember the couple of their names uh there's an older guy there he flies for horizon hobbies i believe um really awesome pilot i enjoyed sitting down and just watching him fly uh yeah leroy was the dj man nice did the music for the for the fun fly so did he rock the gasser i did not see the gasser there i'm not sure if he had it there or not i did see him fly a t-rex and i think a goblin once or twice uh but i did not see the gasser so i'm not sure if he had it there or not all right but could you hear the gasser i didn't hear it (laughs) and i know that sound all too well that's it yeah I got good at it. Well, 40 pilots is pretty good, though, you know, I mean, for considering circumstances, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, more than I expected. We set up their night flines, uh, set up kind of off to the side with the the light towers. Um, So we set up our canopy, like, way down at the end by the light towers, because I figured, ah, it's going to be more beneficial to have these closer for night flying, because that's kind of what I wanted to do more of anyways. Sure. Um, but it kind of sucked during the daytime because there was like literally nobody down by us where we were pitting. We were right. kind of like in our own little uh, little area, but uh, worked out. People still came down, said hi, and everything. So it was pretty cool. Um, 
the light tower setup that they did, I think they had them a little too far apart. The lights were, there was a, a gray spot in the middle. They tried to make two pilot stations out of it. You know, you kind of like fly I one see. person under the light. Uh, I, me personally, I don't think it worked. Uh, made it little, you had to fly a little bit too tight to be stuck with one light. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And if you tried to fly both, it got gray in the center. It was just really weird. So, yeah. Um, but it, it, I mean, it was still a lot of good night flying going on. I, I don't think anybody actually flew two stations at once. So I think it would have been more beneficial to pull them closer together and make one pilot station, you know? Yeah. Um, any exciting flights at night? There was. So Dave, I, I forgot to mention Dave, uh, my buddy from our field came down with us he was hanging out and dude he put on one of the probably one of the best flights he's done uh under the lights and it was his first time flying under the lights ever so oh wow uh i pulled in me and kenny ran to get pizza and i pulled in right as he was doing his auto at the end and was everybody was like hooting and hollering and telling us how much we missed a hell of a flight so <laughs> i can't speak to it too much but from what everybody was saying uh, and how amped up Dave was, I think it was uh, <laughs> probably one of the best. Uh, I guess he was doing hurricanes with like the tips of the blades in the grass. And nice. it wasn't like high weeds grass. It was regular like lawn grass. <laughs> right. So they were like right down on the deck. Um, but yeah, that uh, Aaron Terwilliger, he was out there doing a, a lot of night flying. I think he broke all his helis that he brought with him. I think he left with no flying helis, if I remember right. Uh, Adam Burkhart. Yeah. Adam Burkhart, he was doing a lot of night flying. I don't think i seen Leroy. I was surprised. Usually Leroy is good for a, a night flight or two. I didn't see him flying, though. Um, yeah, and then you had, of course, a couple other people that I don't really know their names. So, uh, But there was a lot of good flying, good times. Uh, was that a heck of a heck of an event? So I definitely plan on going next year if they're going to do it again. That's for sure. Nice. Would have been cool to have the whole heli crew down there. You know what I mean? It's kind of a bummer when you go down and uh, you don't got your your click with you. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but mm. we still had fun. Me and Dave he uh, missed you, Gucci. made the best of it. So yeah. No, it was tough. You know when you have so many like fun flies in a row. You know, because I, I did the Queen City before that weekend, and I'm like, I, I just have to spend some time. But, I mean, uh, next year, we'll we'll work it in. I have a it, theory. I think Gucci's planning on moving out of Ohio, because he keeps <laughs> attending all these out-of-state fun flies, like he's scoping shit out. Yeah. <laughs> and skipping all the Ohio fun flies for some reason. Well, I made a promise to Kevin that I'm going to go to the mow down because of his birthday. So, yeah. that was that was the biggest thing. Thanks for showing up, Mike. Yeah. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) No pants. Mm. No, I I really, I really wish, you know, it's funny. Like, I wish I could attend every single one of them, though. And I know, man, because I, you know, that's how kind of I felt when I went to Queen City. I'm like, I wish I had you, Mike, and maybe Dave, you know, with me, just because it's different when you, when you have a little group, you know, not that. I didn't meet people when I went to Queen City, but I think it would have been cool to have you guys with, you know, with me. Sure. Yeah. So, well, Todd was supposed to be there, and he wasn't. So, yeah, 
I didn't even go to, yeah, to the mow down. I right. think Todd had something Yeah. come up with, like, how Work. stuff came up yeah. last minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kept, them, kept them grounded. Mm. Oh, yep. no, my garage door is open. I can't go anymore. I must figure out <laughs> how to close the door. Uh, I think it was, it was, uh, I don't remember what that, it was a gas leak or something like that he had in his house? Yeah, he had a gas leak, then one of his contractors that he had scheduled for, like, this week or, you know, after the mow down called him up and said, if you want me to do it before winter, because he needed to have some work done to the brick. They're like, if you want this to happen before winter, it's got to be last week, you know, like the week before the mow down on Friday. He's like, crap. So it was one of those weeks. I don't know why, like that week, like last week, the week before mow down, it was really odd. Like there was all sorts of crazy stuff happening. Well, that's just cool. at that, work. Means, that means he's free to come to the RCHO event. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get it. Listen, Todd doesn't fly in, in weather that it's lower than his age. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what is motto. it, pretty much 50s? If it's in the 50s or lower, it's he's pretty much done. Great. Come on <laughs> up. So, <laughs> so, so we need to keep it warm. That's fine. Yeah, there's always a bonfire. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or a lipo fire or scorpion. Mm. Fair. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Next year, I think we'll, I'll try. I mean, I have yeah. quite a few next year that I want to try to to make. You know, some of the smaller ones because I think those are so cool. Like even Queen City, like we have same thing, like forty spots somewhere on there. And uh, it is is definitely I, I love that smaller fun fly feeling too. Yeah. Well, the the Nighthawks would like to see you at some point. This you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, you kill me. I got I to gotta make money. I got to work the corner this weekend. Ah. Mm, he needs parts. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I, you know, the small events like that are pretty cool. Um, and, and before we start in on the Modown, I will say that the Modown was just large enough that I didn't see everybody there. We were all pretty spread out. And sometimes like the smaller events like Queen City or even the one that you're describing, Mike, it's like you, you're going to cross paths with everyone, you know? Right. So it's, uh, you know, you, all you can do, of course, I was only there for one day too. So we, me and Gucci, so we had to kind of, you know, do the best we could and say hello to as many people as we could. But I, I know like Jay, I think I saw Jay Friday night and, and I saw him flying a couple of times, but I literally... It was just the one time saying hello, and I didn't see him the rest of the event, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just large enough where it was, like, kind of hard to, you know, to hang out with everybody, you know? But uh, that brings us to the mowdown. So uh, should I go first, or Gucci, do you want to rip on it, or what you want to do? Well, you were first to crash, so you go first. Okay. I <laughs> kicked first, it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah I you set my it pace. <laughs> and I think mine will be pretty much like yours with just yeah. a few additions, right? Yeah. So. We'll definitely add in to a couple of these here because you were part of it. So make sure you... Yep. He was part of it? No way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as Scott, I think, mentioned... Uh, you know, I arrived really late Friday and it was, it was pouring down rain the entire drive there for the most part. Uh, but when I got there, 
it was kind of like I was, I was, I was charged. I was ready to go. It was kind of like, man, I'm here finally, you know? And, and like, there was nobody around until I saw like three or so people underneath the, the cover where Sal does, you know, his cooking and whatever else. So the, they were hanging out there. And so I, I kind of went down turned back around and then parked in front there and hopped out. And I didn't know who it was at first. I was just going to hop out and say hello to whoever it was. And, uh, and it happened to be Monty and um, uh, Rich. And then uh, Fence Post came, came over a little while later. And um, so we all hung out and talked for quite a while. And so then Fence Post, he uh, convinced me that it would be a fantastic idea to break the hellies out of the car truck and uh and do some night flying and of course at that time i was like hell yeah i'm like i'm here let's freaking do this shit and uh so you got one of the lights fired up uh the generator lights and for some reason i guess we were having trouble getting the other one going because it had some special sequence like a futaba radio to get it going oh it wasn't plugged in oh is that what it was yeah it was ridiculous we dragged casey all the way over from his party (laughs) <laughs> to plug in the cord <laughs> yeah i felt dumb yeah I'm like i swear i'm not this dumb right turns yeah, out you are <laughs> anyway so we we uh you know we we flew one flight with the single light and i definitely have to say that it was not enough and uh so. and so i for scott he kept it in real close and tight and i thought well that's what i'll do too and um and it did not fare well for me i broke out the 12s 580 and it's just stupid power and so i was doing these really tight TikToks on the deck grabbed the tail in the freaking dirt and in she went not even 45 second flight <laughs> so i was like well shit that just set the pace for the weekend didn't it and uh and course- what happened that entire flight did you hear anything I did. I did. There was a little voice. He was trying to coach me on putting more space between the heli and the dirt. A little voice? There yeah. was like four voices. Yeah. We're like, it's Thursday night! Friday Chill night. out! And then, you Friday know. night. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was stupid. Um, and I had fun while I was doing it, but I definitely, I, I stuffed it. And coincidentally, currently as of right now, after going through the entire heli, uh, I am down with shipping whatever. I'm down 40 bucks in parts. Awesome. <laughs> you finally had a nice crack. Now, that's not including blades. Let's be fair. But, yeah, it never does. But you, let's never include blades, right? Because that's pretty much, for the most part, that's always going to be a constant. But, yeah. but parts for the heli, 40 bucks. I was, I was blown away. So once we got the second light going... Uh, you know, Scott being the good friend that he is, he's like, well, go get another one. Let's do this. So I went to go bring out, um, actually, no, I, I brought out the vibe 50. I thought let's, let's get a, a couple hover flights on this, you know, whatever. Cause, uh, I had just rebuilt the engine and, um, and it definitely had a weird hum to it. Didn't it? It wasn't quite yeah. right. I figured out what it was, by the way. What was it? Uh, I got it back here and started taking it apart, and the auto gear was actually the screws. All four screws were loose uh, that tightens it to the hub. Wow. So I'm I'm thinking that's what our problem was. And, of course, now the one-way is free It was because it was locking up, too. 
And so I, I think we, we might've nailed the problem, but, um, so it, we, we did like a half a flight more or less on that. And I put that away. It was just fun to see it fly more or less. I think a lot of people were excited to see that fly. And, um, then I broke out the 586S and this is where you realize like, okay, I'm done. We need to pack it up, call it a night. And so I brought out the 6S and it was armed and ready. And I went fishing for a canopy mount, uh, the, the keychain, you know, mount for the canopy. Cause I forgot that I was sharing one between the 580 because I lost one, you know, prior to the event. And, uh, so I went to the truck to get another one of those and was coming back over. Scott was pretending like he was going to fly my heli. Thank God you didn't, but he put it down and he was like, Hey, your tail's going to explode. I was like, what, what's he talking about? It's just too late for jokes, man. I'm tired. And I look over there and I'm like, holy crap, the tail blades backwards. And I knew it wasn't because I put it on backwards because I'd flown it just the weekend before. So, and I hadn't touched it. So apparently, uh, the screw, I guess, came out. No, I'm sorry. Uh, what's that little part called? That somebody said dog bone, but I don't think that's what it's called. It's like the the it's tail the slider pitch slide, link. Slider pitch link. Yeah. Yeah, the slider okay. pitch link. One of those actually broke, and so it just sort of like you know sandwiched over the screw in that spacer on the slider. So it was just sort of dangling free. No idea how it happened. Flew it the previous weekend, or actually the, the weekend before that uh, at, at uh, uh, Queen City. And Pretty scary though, right? Yeah, I have no idea how that happened. I mean, because it wasn't like I was moving it around the garage a lot. I didn't bump the tail as far as I know. Even the ride down, like I had everything separated pretty well. And no idea. Just spooky. So... <laughs> at that point, somebody was like, whoa, just go get the one off the 580, the other one that you crash. And I was like, yeah, I could do that, I suppose. And then I ended up like losing a spacer and, and it's tiny. So I was like, I'm done. We're just, we're going to cut our losses and we're putting everything in the truck and being done. So, uh, I guess I ended up getting back to the hotel around two ish and Gucci ended up getting there about two thirty. <laughs> so it was actually good timing. Um, and, uh, so the next, or actually that morning I got the six S out, brought up to the hotel room and used the parts from the old or the, uh, 12 S five eighty to get the six S going so I could fly that for the day. And, uh, and so Gucci and I got that knocked out. Then I got a message from Cliff Lewis. He's like, hey, come see me. I got something for you. And I was like, oh, good. well, what this is about, you know, this sounds kind of kinky. And uh, so we get there and he shows up. They literally found this tiny little spacer sitting on the concrete somewhere underneath those tables. And he puts it in my hand. I was like, no friggin' way. <laughs> so, but apparently it was Mark. Is it Mark Herring? I think it's Mark Herring. It's his name. Yeah, uh, he was the one that actually found it. So kudos to you, buddy. Thank you very much for for finding that. But uh, then uh, Rich found a keychain uh, mount, and um, <laughs> maybe that was mine. I don't know. But at any rate, uh, I don't I don't know that it is actually. But uh, yeah, so uh, 
finally got that in order and, you know, got that, that fixed. So I had something to fly, which was awesome. And, um, uh, I think we got around to the field to about 10 o'clock. We, you know, we, we slept a while to try and at least get as much sleep as we could. And, uh, we showed up, uh, and of course we pitted next to, you know, fence posts and those guys of a main, always a good time. And, um, so I brought the, the black thunder with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, yard sale, black thunder brought the black thunder with me. And, uh, <laughs> it's such a scary machine. Um, good but I catch. needed blades good, for good it. Catch. Huh? Yeah. Good catch. Good Thank, catch. You. Thank you. It's been a while. I think I've messed that up a few times. Um, but I needed blades. So I'd already been in contact with Shannon and I was like, Hey man, I was like, I hope you have some 700 blades. Cause I need it for the, uh, black thunder. Black Thunder. And uh, so he he and I went into his trailer and started looking at some blades. And and that's when something happened that I was not expecting. And uh, well, that sounded really bad. Yeah, um, is, it, is it a boy or a girl? What, what happened? <laughs> so uh, Shannon offered for me to be on Only Fine Helly's team. So Dude. I thought that was really cool. What? Uh, yeah, it was very unexpected, and um, you know, of course, I think I'd said early on that I'd, it would be an honor to be on a team like that, and uh, so of course I said yes because uh, you know it's it's a good team, good dudes. I mean, me and Tom Shen and even Gucci. I mean, we we've, we've been talking for like the you know for the longest time now, and uh, almost daily at times. You know, Tom Shen and Gucci and I, and um, so and of course you know yard sale you. Uh, you know, we talk a lot too, and it just, it seemed to make sense, you know, because of the people that I've met and become friends with on that team. And, uh, you know, even Andy, Andy Ross, even you buddy. So, uh, you know, (laughs) I think it's a good team, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited. I think you're, I think you're a good fit. I can't wait till Andy hears this. He's going to listen to this go. Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> well, no. definitely, congrats, dude. Yeah, yeah man. man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you. welcome to the team. Yeah, appreciate that. I, I was wondering if you're gonna mention Yarsel because you're like, mm, you know, hi guy, Yarsel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of. No. Uh, no. no, he's he's a good dude too. So I I I like the people that are on that team. So it's cool, man. <laughs> Let let the noises begin. Down yeah. effect. Yeah. That's um, awesome. What else? Uh, let's see. So, a lot of uh, watching some some crazy good pilots fly, and uh, did a little bit of flying myself. But I definitely, <laughs> like I say, the 12s machine it set me back a peg. I was like, oh, you know, I don't really want to take two in a two home in a bag. You know, that would really suck. So I kind of dialed it back a little bit. And, um, and I, I love flying the 580, uh, 6S. So I, I got quite a few flights on that. And, uh, we did fly the vibe one more time, but there was a vibration. Mm, no, no. <laughs> you were trying to get me to like fly it. I'm like, no, dude, that just doesn't sound right. And you know me, like, I'm yeah. like, if I'm already like very weary you know, flying somebody else's heli, and then you throw, like, that noise was, like, coming and going. I'm like, no. It was. Just, well, it was almost like, constant. Yeah, like, I don't no. know. It was just this humming sound that was not supposed to be there. And... What's that? 
I would have flown it. <laughs> well, we did sort of. We did burn one tank through it. Um, yeah. But I just was like, man, this just doesn't seem right, and I don't yeah. really want to tear it up, you know, because I mean, I only have one more airframe, so that's once that's done, it's done. But um, yeah, so we just ended up putting that away. But it was it was cool. It was fun to, you know, fly the the nitro. So my heart was broken because I really wanted to be. <laughs> My first fly bart experience because I've yeah. never flown one before. Yeah, and that was, I guess, that was my biggest, my other worry too. I'm like, I don't want my first fly bart experience to be potentially yeah. a bad one. You're right. so such like, a Dude, girl. Listen, man. <laughs> first kiss. I don't want it to not be me. Listen, you gotta, you gotta make it intimate, all right? No, it's my first time. You know, <laughs> why you gotta be so oh, bougie? God. You can be bougie now. Oh, no, I, I, I really, you know, listen, if it was something that I could go just buy the parts from Shannon's, you know, uh, trailer, then yeah, I'll be like, whatever. But just to know that, you know, it's not like you could find those readily available anymore. I'm like, I don't want to be in that position because I would feel terrible. It's a nostalgic piece for, for Kevin, Mm-mm. you know, Kevin, you ever owned the vibe before today? Nope. Or before this, you see, it's not nostalgic. It's just a beater. <laughs> Jesus, you were ruthless. Yeah. You're too soft for this. Listen, man, <laughs> I just like to be, you know, just feel comfortable. You it's know? okay. You're gonna, you're, you're, you you're gonna have your redemption. First time. So pretty much what we came up with, I'll fly the 700. There you uh, go. Uh, now bar. we talking. Now we talking. Uh, is that better? Is that more like you just take it and fly it? There it is. In a helicopter. The Avant? Yep. Mm-hmm. You mean the one made of pure unobtainium that is actually something that's a nostalgic piece? If sure. that thing sounds right, I'll fly it. Yes, sir. Better be right. Just saying. <laughs> no uh, pressure. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. I just want an auger copter. <laughs> you can turn into an auger. Auger copter. Yeah. If it goes in, it goes in. If he dies, he dies. It was cool to, to see it. And then it also had that issue where it was kind of rolling, you know, kind of back on his tail. Mm-hmm. Right. Fly bar. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Todd also had mentioned uh, that it had a reputation for being slightly tail heavy. But the only thing is, is I didn't remember it doing that the first time we flew it. But so it could very well be something yeah. that needs to be reset up. So, you know. But at any rate, we'll we'll get it going, and uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna fly it this weekend, so have a little fun with it. But um, let's see. So we did meet some listeners, and uh, had a good time. I don't know his last name. His name was John, and uh, he was flying out there at the uh, flight station we all were kind of piling up at, and um, it was a good time talking to those guys. And they were telling us that our show was really good, and they appreciate it, and whatever else. Maybe they lied to me. I don't know. Have they ever listened to it? Uh, he says he did. I don't know. There's they no just wanted Were they drunk? Stickers. They must have been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted. Wasted. Yeah. yeah. So it was so, stickers. I mean, yeah. we gave out shirts too. Oh, a couple yeah. of shirts. Absolutely. I think Rich got one, didn't we? Didn't he? Who's that? Rich. He got a yeah, one of yeah, our yeah. head shirts. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> he rocked it the next day, actually. So it was awesome. <laughs> nice. I'm sure that pissed Monty off, but whatever. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just, it was cool to, to hang out with all those, you know, all guys. I mean, you even did, we met somebody like, quote unquote, new work to the hobby too. Mm-hmm. And you did like, a, 
little quick interview with him. Mm-hmm. Trouble, yes. well, we'll get to that, but uh, I, his name was Brandon. We're just going to call you Brandon L., okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember your last name. That's, you know, it's just who I am. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. It was really fun to see his excitement, you know, in the hobby and in the fun that he's been having doing it. And, uh, he was supposed to friend me so I could message him, uh, about coming up to Charlotte cause he's pretty close by. And yep. so, uh, do that. Make sure you don't forget to do that or message or be friends with Scott. He loves being friends with people. So <laughs> they're so great. Yeah. He, he needs, needs more he friends. Needs friends in his life. So yeah, I don't uh, have it. I don't have any. <laughs> but yeah, definitely you need to come and fly with us, man. So, uh, but or crash do, with us. Yeah, or crash. Yeah, we, whatever you want. Shaggy did say that the interview uh, is audible, where we can you know hear what's going on. So I don't know who's going to publish that. I have no idea. But uh, we were talking about it, and definitely would like to get it out there at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, it was very very cool to meet you, man. So um, you know. But I think one of my highlights was uh, not seeing Scott. It was um, actually going to dinner with uh, Freefall. Eat it. Yeah. Eat it, Scott. <laughs> I love it. He <laughs> waited his whole show. Like, he's oh, like, this he is where highlight. Yep. <laughs> I cry myself to sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I think we were sort of all in the same boat it was kind of like you know yeah we could you know get food at mo down that'd be cool and all but i i think we all kind of were like yeah let's just escape off and 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 go get some food from somewhere else and sit down and you know and talk and whatever else and uh dude it was such a good time i mean i actually sat with the planker and he and i talked for a really long time he's such a funny dude like i mean his stuff's funny that he does for free fall but he's like non-stop funny the entire time it's crazy t-f-t-i yeah yeah, thanks for the invite. Uh, well, my bad, dude. I thought that uh, you A-Main guys usually... You guys usually go out to dinner, so I, I thought that that was probably the deal. So we just It's all kinda, good. Yeah, my bad, dog. But uh, had a good time, man. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if, Gucci, you want to chime in or what, but uh, but it was so much fun. Those guys were a riot. It, it was. And I, I kind of mostly... Because you were on the one side with the planker, and... <laughs> I got to say something, man, that that guy is awesome, you know, because (laughs) you, you hear a lot of him on free fault, right? But when you hang out with him, you just realize how down to earth he is. Yeah. Yeah. And and truthfully, everything he does is just because he loves hanging out and being part of our hobby. Right. Yeah. So, but I, I think I talked to mostly to Kevin which uh, we have to say Kevin Teschner, his drink was on fleek. I mean, he, he's, his blue blue yeah. cocktail was yeah. amazing. It was looking. like a trash pail of alcohol. I mean, it was like <laughs> all friggin' flavors of alcohol into one drink. Yeah. Uh. But I talked to him and, and to Steve. And, you know, it's cool to talk to folks that, you know, I mean, we talked to them before, but you just realize how down to earth they are. Mm-hmm. They have the same goals in the hobby like you do. And it was cool to do that. Yeah. And I, I think... We had some discussions, you know, for maybe, you know, just things that we could do in a hobby, maybe not necessarily as the Heliheads, the free fall podcast, but just maybe do like a, a podcast group initiative, so to speak. And yeah. it was very cool. It yeah. was one of my, my favorite points, I, I guess, of the trip being that it was only one day. Yeah. I, I just, 
it made me feel like after we had dinner, I'm like, man, I wish we could have done like a couple of days, like two days or three days. Yeah. Because I think that would make it that that much better, you know, to be able to hang it out with everybody that we hung out with. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really nice to kind of break away from the field and, you know, just kind of sit around and chit chat about anything and everything. You know, it was, it was awesome. It was really cool. So sorry, Andy, you weren't there, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> he's not cool enough for us. You is know, that that. <laughs> or, or, or is he too cool for us? Mm, too he cool might be too school? cool for us. Yeah. 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 I that might be what it is. My, well, maybe we'll catch him up at uh, the fall pool. Yeah. I think that would Hopefully. be cool. That'd be nice if he was yeah. there. Yep. So, so that's, yeah, when we came back, that's when we met up with, uh, Brandon, uh, and, you know, Steve Yoon, myself, Gucci and Shaggy were doing, uh, you know, an interview with Brandon and, uh, <laughs> it was just some random moments, random jokes. We were just a ton of laughs and, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. So I hope that makes it out. There was moments I think where it wasn't recording and we were just, having a freaking riot of a time it was hilarious you know, you know what scott is thinking right now i'm gonna kind of just lay it all out he's going balls i wish i was in there mm-hmm. yeah i'm sorry yeah that's okay dude i mean don't feel bad because there was a few times throughout the day that i felt bad when kevin was like where the hell did you go gucci like you just disappeared i'm like oh, i was talking to so-and-so and flying and <laughs> I'm, I fell back because I'm like, we kind of came, you know, I came to the mow down for, for his birthday and I'm like no, running all over the place. No, it's, it's to be expected, man. There's just so many people yeah. there now that we have become friends with. It's almost to be expected, you know? So yeah. Plus yeah. it's fine. He'll have another one next year. Yeah. I'll have another one next year. <laughs> Every year the same date. Yeah. God but, help uh, us. Yeah. Well, I'm about to wrap this up for me. Uh, and then of course you guys can put your spin on it. Uh, but I, the only thing is towards the evening is I, I really had no intention of flying. It was like, I wanted to fly, but I was like, Oh man, if I get out there, I'm probably going to plow another one in. I really don't want to crash another heli. And, um, and of course Scott as pre usual does his Scott guilt as he always does. And, um, and he guilted me into flying a tandem with him. And, uh, and we did our old school routine, our, our, our routine that won the podcast challenge. Yeah. And, uh, it sucked horribly for me. I don't know about you, but it was way worse this time around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, how do I do this again? Yeah. No, I hadn't practiced that since we, you know, did the challenge. So, um, yeah, but it was, it was still fun. So I think, uh, you know, either we need to work on a new thing or maybe you and Gucci do. Maybe you guys need to do a, a, you know, a, a tandem this time. Like, come up with a routine. That'd be kind of fun. Three-way. Yeah, or a three-way. So. Um, five eighty. Just load up the whole routine with just five eighty. Five eighty. I'd get yeah. lost. I'm old. I'll get lost. <laughs> it was tough. But we'll, yeah. we'll talk about my, my tandem experience. Yeah. Oh, oh. So, oh, he's still awake. <laughs> there he is. Sorry, I'm I'm building an oxy nitro here so I can maiden it tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you guys are doing a great job, by the way. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quit interrupting us. <laughs> so, well, uh, all up until you started talking about five eighties. Mm. It's okay. It'll be your next heli. It's gonna be. Eh. eh. You know what's the funniest part, though? He still buys that shit because his fiance wants them. <laughs> and he's the one that puts it together. 
I know. He's forced to build that shit. Mm-hmm. That's so forced awesome. Forced. What a gunpoint. I hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, think I hit a noive. Mm. I think I have a bad connection. Hey, Shaggy. What's going on, Shaggy? Big act and art. Right. So, uh... Yeah. I realize you use DC-5s on your Ethernet cable. Mmm. Mm. Nice. Mm. Well, they don't come desoldered. Oh, shit. So, at any rate, let me finish this up. I'm done. Uh, I, I wrapped up around 1230. I was freaking beat. And I looked at Gucci. I was like, have fun. I'm out. And, uh, and so I, I went back to the hotel, crashed, and got home uh midday-ish the next day. Actually it was no closer to dinner time. So but uh all in all it was an amazing time. Uh it was so cool to see everybody again of course and uh you know and to spend extra time with the free fall guys and it was it was it was such a good time. The Modown and Spring Fling and and those events, man, they're just so good all the time anyways. You know, you just can't go wrong. Sorry you weren't there, Mike. You missed out, buddy. Yeah, that's all right. Next year. So, anyway, that's that, all me, man. I'm done. That's it? Gooch, what you, you got? got? Else? You, you sure you don't want to put another bullet or two? Just nah, I'm well, done. No. It's been enough. It's been enough. All People right, like, I, guess it, like, I guess finally. it's me and Scott's turn now. Yeah, hit it. All right. So, I mean, it kind of resembles my bullet points. It's just the same as yours, but I do have some, some quick mentions. I'm so excited that I got to meet Jimmy Tate. Oh, and I didn't right. spend we a did. yeah tater tots yeah tater tater yep. salad. <laughs> so it was cool <laughs> to get to to meet him in person. I wish we had more days to like actually hang out with him. It was just like I I pretty much saw him. I talked to him a little bit, and then he kind of went and did his own thing. But I did manage to give him a shirt, which was awesome. He was so appreciative of it. So it was cool to kind of put. You know, kind of, I don't know, to me, it's like meeting somebody in person is way different than somebody over a Zoom meeting or a Skype, you know? Right. So that was cool. Um, I'm glad that we got to pass out a lot of the stickers. I think they were, a hit, you know, uh, definitely a hit. Um, it was cool to, actually, I even uh, gave some stickers to Altalone. Got to oh. chatting with him. You know, he's, he's from the New York area. I grew up in New York. So I got to meet, you know, and actually, you know, actually shake his hand. I. You know, we didn't care about the six-foot rule at this point. Uh, <laughs> that was the one different thing that I want to say from Mike, and it was cool. And and not necessarily a bad thing by any means that, you know, you guys sounded like you respected those rules a little bit more. But I kind of did it the way I, I approached the whole, like, COVID situation is that I extended my hand out, you know, far away. And if they put their hand out and they had no problem with it, I said, I'm shaking your hand. You know, if you wanted a elbow touch then we did that you know it's kind of a little bit more less formal i guess than what we're supposed to do but i i just enjoy meeting people and that was the cool part about it i did get to meet shaggy again apparently he doesn't remember when he met me the first time so (laughs) you know um this is kind of joke i'm playing on him but you know like it it was great to hang out with him you know i mean he's such i mean his level of energy is unbelievable um (laughs) I mean, the man just moves faster than uh, a turbine heli, you know, at this point. It, it's just amazing because, like, he'll, he literally, I watched him set his heli um, at the flight station, like, getting in line to fly. 
And then I think somebody came to get him for, with help or he needed some help. He just left his stuff right at the fly station and went to help somebody or whatever he was doing. And it's just, you know, he's such a great energy. And kind of, I use the type of folks in the hobby like like Shaggy that have good, positive energy. Like, that kind of recharges me to, to be more involved in the hobby. And that was great. So, um, you know, from Shaggy, I did get to spend a little bit of time just talking, well, a, a lot of time, actually, with Monty. Throughout the day, we did. Uh, he gave me some pointers. I just want to say thank you. When it comes to F3C, you know, I maybe once again realize I have a lot of work. It was just cool to kind of get his. You know, this is what I look for. This is you know uh, how a judge kind of acts and gauges how good you're doing your maneuvers, and that was very helpful. And I think I got about 15 minutes, close 13 minutes of flying uh, with him on the F3C, and that was awesome. And I did end up staying, you know, at night, Saturday night into Sunday morning. I did not come back to the hotel until like four in the morning. I mean, we literally just BS and, you know, he showed me different setups F3C wise and what he does and what he looks for. And I, I cannot thank him enough for just giving me that information. You know, obviously now it's on me to use it or not use it, but it was just cool day. He's just a down to earth guy too. You know, it's just, it's great to meet people like him and talk to them. I did want to say thank you, Scott, for um, the night flight when I flew my Kraken 700, when everybody was kind of doing a quick flight um, for something off the raffle table, because they didn't really do a raffle, right? They just did, you flew at night and you got something off the table when you're yeah, done. Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I, I think it got people to be more involved with night flying, to be honest, you know? Um, and that was very cool, but I just want to say thank you to you because, so I was flying the Kraken 700 and, you know, I was doing just my usual stuff, nothing too crazy, but then the, the smoke from the bonfire they had there just started drifting over the flying field. And Scott kind of came up next behind me and he was like, he kind of talked to me probably for an extra minute of flying, you know, where he said, just fly the helicopter. Don't worry about, you know, the smoke, you know, cause he was getting really bad. And the only way that, you know, what, you had, what I had to do is I had to keep kind of an angle on the disc so I could see the orange tips on the blades mm. to kind of realize what it's doing, how it's reacting. Because the moment the heli was kind of hiding the blade tips where you're just like straight on, you know, towards your eye, you know, your sight view, it would just, you know, you couldn't really see it anymore. You kind of saw some stuff. Even being orange, I was having a tough time. But that was cool that you came next to me. It's like, just fly. It kind of talked me through some of the stuff and that was that was much appreciated so that was amazing to be honest so did that and then that led to my first tandem flight yes yes i don't even know did you i don't even remember if i asked you or you asked me to be honest all i know is you somehow, were so excited you just jumped at the chance yeah you were rock and roll. you're like i want to destroy this thing i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> i think it was a combination like uh, somebody asked like you're gonna fly again and i think uh at that point i was like well i kind of want to fly the 580 and then i think when i brought it i think you looked you know we were like next to like we had a helis almost close to each other and it was like tandem sure let's do this you know <laughs> yeah, <that was> it. <laughs> so it was cool because it was my first tandem my first tandem at night it was definitely difficult i think a lot of it had to do 
um, you know, obviously, you know, Scott was a lot more on the deck and I, I kept thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe I tell him like, all right, dude, go up. I'll, I'll come in low. It's just, it never happened. So I just do flips and rolls like kind of across the field, some, you know, tail down funnels, but no, nothing crazy. So, but it was so much fun because, you know, it's, uh, for me, it was a lot like getting comfortable with all the noise and ruckus that was happening on the deck, you know, and kind of putting that in the background. And just flying my heli, you know? So I definitely think we should, you know, maybe practice for the next one. Or yeah, at least come up with a, with some set rules of or commands that you could say, okay, dude, come in. I'm going to go up high and do hurricanes or yeah, something, really you know? when you have a plan. Like, when yeah. you know yeah. what you want to do and stuff. <laughs> and you know where the other person is going to be. Because there's plenty of times that we're just kind of messing around. And, you know, I'm coming around and I'm, I'm on, like, a beeline to crash India. And I got to, like, modify it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> At one point, you and I both do like a loop, but we yeah. both like change directions and we make a love heart in the air. And Sherman's yeah. like, "Make a love heart." Was, like, <laughs> was that what it was? I... Yeah. No, we both like did a loop and we course corrected and made a heart. Oh, it was like <laughs> the one that kind of started at the left side, right to the left, yeah. and kind of I went right and you went, I think, deeper or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, you know, it made me twitch when I was like, "So, what's your plan?" You're like, just just fly. I'm like, cool. I'm sitting there like twitching and fidgeting. I'm like, oh, crap, this is going to be bad. <laughs> Just call out stuff. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. Okay. That's so I was think- like, hey, let's do rainbows. And you're like, no. I, like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point I was kind of burnt out. But, you know, because I, I know I could do them and I think we could definitely do them, you know, whichever way. And I, I guess that's what I maybe I need to figure out is where I'm more comfortable if I'm like closer in or you're closer in, right? I just don't know what would be, feel more comfortable for me. But, yeah, I think we, we need to, to work out. on it. Yep. No, I, I think if I come down for the fall pool, I think it's going to be, we got to do it again. Awesome. The, the, the dual 580 Nitro tandem. Because yeah. that's a good heli. I'm going to have that heli for a long time, so we should do a lot of tandems with those things. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing, like, how, like, I don't, don't want to say nimble, but I don't know. I feel comfortable with the heli. So I don't, I don't have a doubt about the heli anymore. And so that was really what, like the fourth flight I ever did with the heli, you know? And oh, wow. so, yeah, it, I don't have a lot of flights on it. It was the first one in the morning. So that's one. The, the tandem at night, that's two. And I had like two more flights before that. And they weren't even close to what I did at the, you know, the two flights in the mow down. So, right. So, yeah. Um, I think, funny as this may sound, my the highlight of the event was that I flew without any major issues. You know, like I didn't have anything fail um, when it comes to fly, the flying side of things. And to be honest, you know, you guys saw it. I never took out the Drake. I had so much fun with the 580 and the Kraken 700 now with the 96. That was like, no need. Just yeah. keep it as a spare just in case. And that was awesome. Oh yeah, that's kind of all I had. I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of people I met, but yeah. Well, I I want to say something too. Is uh, thank you very much for the shirts that you brought and you know pulled out of your own pocket for those, and of course gave me one, but also gave them to the listeners as well. And um, thought that was pretty huge, man, because uh, it's it's always nice to go to an event and get you know a uh you know a shirt like that and stuff. So uh, I appreciate yep. you doing it. Well, best I could do, I guess. 
you know, but it it was cool to see people like, I don't know about you, but I get excited about shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Absolutely. And that full pool school uh, sticker. Mm, that was legit. Yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Scott, why don't you give us your uh, perspective? Because I know you were kind of like bouncing around as well, but, uh, you know, you were with different people, I think, than us at times. So what what, what was your experience? Uh. We talk about the same event? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What, were you there, like the Modan, or was that your twin evil brother? Oh, was you my, know what? That's my twin evil brother. We I've, forgot. I've come to determine that that Scott's like the Joe Biden of the Heliheads. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? He's constantly confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, cl- clap for that, you stupid bastards! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no the the event was absolutely awesome. Um, I mean, as I haven't night flown in I don't know how long, a long time because I don't think we even night flew a dragonfly. So yeah, first time actually night flying with generators and stuff at night, which was wicked cool. Getting to meet a lot more people because that event's you know fairly popular and it's very central. So you get a lot of people that drive down from New York and New Jersey area, and people come up from Florida and down south. So you get to meet. All your buddies that you haven't seen all year long. Right. So I'm thrilled to have, have gotten to hang out with all my friends. Real cool seeing Gucci. Uh, kind of sucks I didn't get to see Mike, but whatever. I'll get over it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, saw Kevin, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll get over that too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's hard. It might take a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. No, it was really good. And, uh, I think well, uh, we buddy box some new people at night flying too. Uh, right. We met some guys. Um, I I know his name, but it's evading me right now. But this this guy that used to be in the hobby a few years ago dropped out and came back in, and his wife wants to get into it too. So we buddy boxed her at night, and that was pretty cool. She'd never flown a seven hundred before. Wow! So she was no joke, like crapping herself while we're trying to buddy box and fly mm. this thing because it's just so much bigger than what she's ever flown. And she's like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah, well, so a couple things too is uh, Kyle Stacy's flights, some pretty oh epic five eighty nitro flights. I mean, really epic. And of course, we can't leave uh, our buddy Jason Bell. I mean, he always puts on a great show too. And uh, did he uh, did he shrinky dink one of his krakens again? <laughs> shrinky dink one of his krakens? <laughs> no, he freaking he hit the the beans at like eighty miles an hour or something inverted like. Yeah. Three quarters of a mile away from the flight line. He was doing and I don't know circles? if you guys saw the photos, but it carved an absolute perfect rectangular ramp into the beans. Yeah, like a meteor yeah. slide. It was unbelievable. And even Bert. Bert put on some amazing flights. You know, one of the cool things about this event, too, which I, I think you're coming back to me now, is um, we talked to Bert for quite a while, uh, Gucci and I. And, and we got to kind of hear some of Bert's life story of, you know, coming to the U.S. and things like that. And I'm not going to go into detail because uh, I don't have his permission to do so. But it was quite an amazing adventure for him coming here. And to hear that story was just remarkable. It was like, holy cow. So uh, it, was, it was neat to, to kind of, you know, have conversation 
with Bert, kind of like Queen City, what I was saying before, you know, where it's it's a very relaxed event to the point where you you can spend a lot of time with people and they're not being pulled in 50 different directions or sponsors are pulling them or, you know what I mean? Or they're being held, you know, feet to flame for some whatever thing that's going on at the event. And uh, and so, yeah, we talked to him for quite a while and it was it was an amazing story. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, too. So who was there from the A main team this this go around? Uh, we had Frank, we had Jason, myself, um, Lewandowski. Yeah, Mike Lewandowski, Lewandowski. Josh. Goudreau. Did, did Josh Goudreau show up? Was he there? He yeah. had to be there. He was. There. Yeah, yeah, because we tandem flew too. Yeah, and uh, he was ripping the D. Just the D. Devin. No, oh no, 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 you're, uh, you're um, uh, Kevin. Um, Kevin Dover. Dover. Kevin, Kevin Dover. Dover. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Hutton. Kenny, Kenny Hutton was, was there. there. Dude, yeah. Yep, yep, you yep. guys were kind of, yeah, you guys were quite a few guys there. Showing force. force. Yeah. So, when you guys seem to be doing that a lot this year, it seems, even, you know, with. Well, when you only even... have three events to go to a year, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can bring a lot of team pilots. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, I always, it's always good to see you guys. It's a lot of fun. Um, of course, Caleb put on some pretty epic flights, too. Um, I'm really trying to think if there was anything else that, uh, what about Jay Treadway? Casey Campbell, the organizer, Joe Reyes. Thank you very much to Joe Reyes and and Casey Campbell for putting on the event all the time. Um, so, you know, I, it's, I don't know. It's just gotten to be so much fun, uh, especially this year where we've, we've made a lot of different friends. And to me, it just, it makes, you know, everything worthwhile, you know, going to the events. And, and again, for me, it's just, it's, I mean, I loved going there and flying and whatever, of course, but man, it's so much about the people for me, you know? And yep. I'm so glad that we, we've, you know, become friends with lots of different people that, you know, go to these events and Brandon Cooper, sorry you weren't there, buddy. I know you were trying to get there. Um, you you end up in Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) I think he made it all the way to Knoxville this time. He was was with Andy. He'll never live that down. Yeah. He was like, Mike sure does look funny. I don't know who this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was quite a few people. Todd, dude, they couldn't make it either, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it it sucks when it happens, but they'll be next year. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yep, spring fling, you guys. So mm. if you didn't make this one, it's okay. Just make sure you make it to spring fling. It's it's really good too. And uh, for for me and Gucci, this has become like you know our home events you know like the the two that we're definitely not going to miss it's kind of like even rcho events for me like i'm just not going to miss those if i can absolutely help it and um yeah you know, i was thinking about that the other day too i was like you know last year i don't think i went to this this many events like i'm literally going on five events now like that's crazy for me i usually don't ever make that many it's usually like three <laughs> what's that well- scott the rookie numbers. To <laughs> well, numbers for up. me, it's a lot, but, <laughs> you know. No, I, I think for me, the only reason why I made so many this year, it's realistically because I do like, you know, I, I have one day there, you know, and it's tough. But, man, once you get there and you, you hang out with the folks, 
it kind of puts in, you know, like you want more, but at the same time, it's like, man, I'm glad I came. Yeah. Well, speaking of other epic flights, uh, watching Shaggy fly was was pretty amazing too. Um, I mean, because I, I've seen him fly before, and I saw him do the podcast challenge, but the flight that he put on uh, in the afternoon uh, when he and I were flying together. It was it was incredible. I wish I'd have videoed it. Next time, Shaggy, I'm videoing it. So, uh, but it was it was really good. Um, but that's that's all I can really think of at the moment. Oh, Jay Treadway. Uh, of course, we've all seen the uh, the pictures at this point. But uh, you know, uh, man, he freaking like tried to communicate with China with his uh, black nitro. Was it? No one? Okay. Oh, yeah. His Drake Black Nitro? Yeah. I mean, dude, he cracked the block in the motor. <laughs> he cracked the engine case and everything. Holy cow. Was like, Sorry. That I, was I Leslie's, was, too. Was it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I honestly, like, I did not know about it oh. until I saw the pictures. And yeah. I'm like, you know, like, I saw a picture of him holding this. So I'm like, ah, you know, it's, it's a crash. Yeah. But then I saw the close ups. And there was mud inside the carb. I mean, that's a good way to anti-chicken dance. So, like, I think you brought this up, Fence Post. You're like, yeah, that's, a, that's a good way to just shut it down. I mean, it was just a complete mess of mud inside the carb. I mean, the the ear off the, the crankcase was, you know, cracked. I mean, it was, it was destroyed. Oh, my gosh. It was impressive. That's why I was like, I was sitting here. I'm like going to my, oh, that picture. I'm like. That that heli was destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, at any rate, wrapping it up. I mean, again, it's Modown and Spring Fleet are, are, are staple events. You guys have got to be there. Tom, you got to be there next time, man. So, uh, so leading up to all of this, um, there is something we discussed that we we figure we might uh, give our opinions on, and it's a uh, fun fly etiquette. So let's uh, let's kick this off. Whenever you guys get there, what are some of the things that you guys do? Register. Hey, that's pay a your great money. idea. Holy cow! Pay your monies. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, let's let's take a. I usually like to at least start kind of getting among the people, you know. And, and what I mean by that is like, you know, don't just get out of your car and go straight pay your registration and go find a spot I, I usually tend to at least see somebody uh that i know of and just just chit chat start that conversation you know so i you know I, I think i called it being polite right you don't just show up to something like that and kind of just be lying straight to the registration uh line necessarily you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think coming off of that gucci uh don't be afraid to, to approach people you know, even the bigger names in the hobby, most of them are really, really uh, nice guys. And, you know, any of them, that's, that's their job while they're there is to, to be there to answer questions, stuff like that. So uh, be polite, say hi to people, and don't be afraid to, you know, walk up to somebody and say, hey, man, uh, how you doing? I heard you on the podcast. I heard you on, you know, whatever. I seen you in the video. Uh, whatever it is, you know, don't be afraid to, to approach people. 
Except if you see Scott Graham, just just walk away. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, zinger. No, yeah, zing. I, I I think it's it's about just kind of warming up and feeling the event out. Especially if you've never been there, like I call it warming up, which is kind of check out how they have it set up. You know, meet some people, talk to some people. Maybe you say, hey, I'm new to this event. You know. You know, how, you know, where is registration? You might know where registration is, but just open up a quick conversation. Get a feel of it. Right. So what about setup, like when you guys get there? Uh, don't set up uh, right in front of center stage. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. How about setting up your canopy? You know, do you just set up your canopy, just sit in a chair and just kind of be done? Or do you kind of look to see if you could help others out? <clears throat> well, you usually put it right in front of Kevin McGrady's tent. Yes. Um, block his entire view of the flight line. That's that's mm-hmm. good form to begin with. Yep. Uh, <laughs> keep, then keep. what you want to do is uh, push over his table, um, <laughs> make more room for yourself. Well, that Kevin sounds like a real dick. <laughs> uh, how about yeah. tying down those, you know, helping people? I know it's has Well, but are you speaking from too. a sponsored pilot view or somebody who just attends the event? Just attends the event. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. I think this is what this is more geared for, you know, like, because there are still people out there that don't go to, have never been to an event, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I think I think it would be better said if you were to say if you see somebody that needs help setting up their canopy. Let's let's be honest; it is kind of a two man job. Like if you're mm-hmm. seeing somebody struggle, then then go over there and help them out. You know, um, right? I mean, even if it is two people, at least to offer, just be like, "Hey, you guys yeah. really need some help." You know, it's just the courteous thing to do. So, yeah. generators, where you put them? That, that's a yeah. That's. Uh... I was going to say that's a big one for me is is get it the hell away from the canopy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you don't want to hear that ambient music? No. <laughs> nobody wants to hear your generator running. <laughs> um typically if you put it in front of your vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to back up to your canopy, put it in the front of your vehicle, it kind of helps deaden some of the sound. Right. Um if you have one of those $100 Harbor Freight generators, uh put it in the woods somewhere. Yeah. The, the next town. I'll leave it there. Yeah, they are obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I, might uh, not mind it, but uh, your neighbors don't want to hear that all the time, you know? Yeah. I like this one here in, in the notes here. Don't use janky ass steaks. Who wants to talk about that? Uh, yeah. So I could speak to this because we've had a, a couple issues. Um, when you tie down your pop-up canopy, please do not use the little bent metal rod that they give you with it to stake it into the ground. Uh, at the very least, go buy the upgraded heavier-duty ones. Um, because if you get any kind of wind gust, I don't care how many of those little bent hooks you're going to put in there, it's not going to hold the canopy in. Um... Me, my personal setup is I actually went and bought those corkscrew things that you tie your dog out in the yard with. Mm. And I run ratchet straps around the corners of my canopy and then through those corkscrew things to hold it down in the corners. Interesting. Um, That way I know it's not going anywhere. Uh, We've had in the past 
uh, at Urcha, actually, Dave Dave's tent was staked down. Uh, well, no, I, it, I don't remember if he had a stake down or not. But anyways, it went airborne. Yep. And bounced off a couple cars. Yeah. Uh, one of those was a member of our club's car. And, you know, had to get it fixed, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was, I'm sure, a headache for them to get through that process, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the day that that club member got his car back, he came out to our local field to a fun fly and parked behind somebody else's canopy. And somebody had little metal hooks in their canopy and it flipped up and took his windshield out of his car again. No way. The day he got it back. Gosh. So uh, ever since then, our club is pretty strict. I usually make a, a point to go around and walk around a couple times a day. Make sure everybody's stuff is staked down. If they don't have stakes, we actually went and bought a bunch to have on hand. Um, so we can stake people's stuff down if they don't have the proper stakes for it. So Right. Save yourself the hassle, the headache, and buy some good canopy stakes. And, uh, yeah, you won't have to replace somebody's windshield or buy somebody a paint job. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen often here in the South, but I have seen some tents take off before, you know. I know, yep. like, in Indiana, like, the, the winds can get and just arrive from out of nowhere, and and the winds can, can take your tent for a flight, you know? So, I have seen it. It definitely helps to get... Some of those camping stakes, sometimes, they have, uh, in the camping area of, like, Walmart, they have, like, little orange tabs on them, mm-hmm. and, uh, and those are the ones that I use. Of course, I, I uh, uh put them in the ground, you know, at an angle. So that way they're not just straight down. And, um, and those seem to work pretty well. And they're like 98 cents a piece. I mean, they're dirt cheap. So, but since I've been doing that, I don't think I've ever had my tent want to come off the ground. I mean, I have had that happen with those stakes you're talking about where I can see like midway through the day, they're, you know, an inch or two, you know, up at a place and, and it's from that happening, what you're, what you're talking about. So, right. Uh, definitely do not rely on the ones that come with the yeah. tent. I mean, go no janky ass stakes. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that. So, um, yeah. So during the event, uh, sponsored or not sponsored, what do we, uh, what do we do? Hmm. Well, so we have on here is to help, uh, new folks to the hobby uh, that are strongly with their helis, right? Mm-hmm. But how about if you're new, right? So you might not be able to help anyone else. Maybe seek help. You know, go find either one of the the team members from one of the teams that might be able to help you. So I think it's a two way street, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you've been in the hobby a while and you see somebody struggling, you might not be able to help them, but maybe. Just go and say, hey, you know, have you talked to somebody that might know more about this? Mm-hmm. So help and definitely be helped. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't know the answer, if you're resourceful enough and you know somebody that, you know, can help, then then go get that person. Help them out. Give them a hand. Uh, so sort of next on the list here, we have uh, don't be a mooch. What do, we, what do we have there? What do we got? I think, you know, try your best um, to just don't come empty handed when it comes to tools. Right. You know, and and here's the tough part, because this past, um, you know, the mow down, I kind of came just with helis, you know, the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of on purpose. One, I knew that, 
you were there, Kevin, and you always travel just off. Right. And I think we have an understanding that if you, for example, I kind of had the prior understanding that if you came to one of our fun flies, like, I don't want you to grab everything and bring it, you know? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing is, if you're a new person, you might want, you know, until you get to know some people, you might want to come prepared to have your own tools. You know, that's just my... Yeah. I was going to say, stuff like soldering irons and things like that, I mean, you know... I don't travel with a soldering iron, but you know, the cool thing is, is that Shannon does. <laughs> so he actually, there's always someone, right? Yeah. There's always somebody. <laughs> it's crazy. And I mean, so yeah, you, you know, if you need something done, there's going to be somebody there typically. Um, I mean, heck I've even heard of like people, you know, rebuilding engines at events. Like people will take it into someone else's camper that has an oven and they'll like, you know, replace <laughs> bearings and shit. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there's always going to be somebody there, but essential tools, don't be a mooch. Like bring your own stuff. Like you definitely need to have at least a set of wrenches at the very least. You know, if, if it's like an essential tool specific to your heli, kind of like, um, what is the tool that you use to get that, what is it, a C-clip off the bottom of the XL550 gear? Is it a C-clip? Yeah, lunar wing shaft. Lunar. <laughs> 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 oh, you love remove it. the circlip from the spurving bearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a C-clip. So I call C- it a C-clip. So whatever the tool is called, you know, like if that's your heli, make sure you bring that. Like if you're going to bring an extra main gear and you're afraid you're going to roast one, then make okay. sure you have that tool, you know? Mm-hmm. So anything that's specific, like I know for me on the Goblins, uh, you know, the the motor plate, you know, it, it has those two lock nuts. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring either the right wrench, box wrench for that, or I'm going to bring, you know, um, the... Uh, and of course, it's it's late now. I'm forgetting the names of stuff, but uh, crescent power wrench, tool. you know, like you know, power tool, an air <laughs> wrench, you know, like yeah. Uh, um, but uh, you know, things like that. You know, I'm gonna have those on hand in case something needs to be tightened because it does happen. So yeah. uh, definitely, I my add to that too. What's that? I want to add to that too as well. As far as don't be a mooch thing. Okay. So you know, we're always promoting, and I still promote that if you're new and you need help and you don't know what's going on, fun are the best way to get help with a helicopter and get your stuff set up and stuff like that sure but i'm also a believer that if you've done that a number of times you know you've attended you know three four five six fun flies and you've built two or three or four helicopters it's about time to kind of wean yourself off going to these people and getting to help you every time at an event oh i love this yeah, it doesn't happen often, but every now and then there's a couple people that, you know, they've been in the hobby for a year or two, and and they still go to the same people every event, and they, they try and get help from them, you know? They'll bug them. They'll take up, you know, three, four hours of their time every event, because they know that that person's going to help. Again, you know, this hobby's all about helping people and stuff, but at some point, you know, you got to grow up and be a big bird and kind of fly on your own kind of thing. Yeah. You got yeah. to wean off the tit. Exactly, we know the tip, and and I see it, you know, a couple times at every event, and I'm like, man, they're like Jay Treadway, for instance. Jay will help anybody, anytime, all the time, no matter what. And I've seen that dude not fly at events just because you know someone needs help, has to do this, has to do that. And I've seen it a couple times where I'm like, man, this person owns six or so helicopters, and you know, they've been, I've seen them for more than a year. They've been in it for a while. They know what they're doing. But there's Jay building their helicopter. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it just it 
doesn't sit well with me, and I, I really wish people would quit doing that stuff. Yeah. So it's more like don't be a, a mooch of time. Exactly. Else's yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Because these it's, people are here to have fun, and more importantly, that time spent helping you that's already gotten a ton of help could be spent on someone that's a brand new pilot that really does need the help. You know? Yeah. 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 So just be cognizant of other people's time too. Yeah. Exactly. That and put in the effort to learn. If someone's willing to help yeah. you, learn it when they're helping you. Don't just go, oh, cool, that was easy. I don't have to do that now. Yeah. You know, right. another thing might be too is that if you need help and you know that you need help, maybe reach out to somebody. Kind of like Scott. Like if you if you've met Scott or you've heard about Scott and you're like, man, I'm gonna be a dragonfly. I need some help. You know, reach out to him first beforehand and say, This is the problem I'm having. You know, can you help me? And Scott might say, Hey dude, I can talk you through that over the phone or through message. Like we let's do that now. You know, yeah, that way it frees Scott up to help somebody at the event versus adding you to the collection, right? Yeah. And worst case, if we can't figure it out beforehand, then we're going to be at the same place. Let's take care of it then. And right. I can already kind of pregame. I can bring the right tools or the right software. Like I've had situations where, you know, I'm at an event or I'm at the fun, the, the field flying and, you know, someone needs help with, uh, you know, their their uh i don't know name a fly barless system like their icon or something or right. they have an issue with their hobby wing and like i left my computer at home or i left my hobby wing programmer at home mm-hmm. but if they just hit me up you know 30 minutes before i left the house or something of the previous day i would have had the tools in hand ready to go and i'd have them buttoned up within minutes and flying you know sure. mm-hmm. yeah that helps yeah. too so I, I like that idea so yeah. here's uh kind of sitting on the other side as a sponsored pilot baby and i'm not one but you know, sometimes too is I think sponsor pilots could know, you know, kind of transfer an issue to somebody else from the same team or a different team that might have the time or have more of a knowledge of that unit or something like that. Yeah, so I used to do that, you know, so it, it's kind of on both sides, you know, it's where, you know, I've done it before where I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but let me see if I can find somebody else for you. So I think that's important too, from yeah. a sponsor's perspective is don't feel like you have to embog yourself down with, you know, all these helping all these folks, because sometimes it, it could run you ragged. And I think I've experienced it. Kevin has experienced it. Like when I was on icon, cause I always felt like I was helping somebody and he, you know, even though you at, in, deep inside, you want to help everybody, you just can't physically help everybody, you know, sometimes, especially when it's a one day event, right. you know, or two day event. So it's a balance, right? Yep. And I've seen you not fly either, Scott. So you don't discount <laughs> yourself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no matter how much of a jerk you are to me. <laughs> i'm still and going nobody, to sing. nobody take nobody Listen. take those comments as like me not wanting to help people yeah. i will help you till the end of time absolutely but yeah also try and learn too i mean that's a big yeah. part of the hobby is is becoming self-sufficient so that you can help other people right you you got to give back too mm-hmm. that's what you kind of hope that everybody that you help gets to a point where they're self-sufficient right exactly that's like the ultimate goal because one day right. they'll be able to help somebody else, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a pyramid scheme, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like the forward. guys that, uh, that I fly with all the time here, Mike Lawrence and Kyle Wells. Like at one point, you know, I was helping them all the time. I don't, I don't help them anymore. They're totally self-sufficient. They do their own thing. And I see them helping other people all the time now. Right. So where it was me fighting the battle, 
now I've got two other guys fighting the same battle with me, helping people, you know? Right. It multiplies, and then all of a sudden, everybody's learning, everyone's getting into the hobby, and it just is so much easier, because there's so many more subject matter experts around. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, this next one here, um, I do agree with it. However, I think it depends on who you are, too. Uh, and it's to bring your own table and, uh, you know, make, at least make sure like your canopy, if you're going to bring a canopy, make sure you bring your own. Don't try and rely on somebody else. If you own one, bring it table. If you own one, just bring it. Uh, but if you're somebody who, cause I know there's some people that don't bring canopies and tables and chairs and, and they just kind of try to find a spot somewhere that they can lay their heli down for a minute to either like look it over or start it or plug their batteries in, whatever. Uh, so there's, there, you know, different walks of life. Um, but I think, you, I think this one can put you in the mooch category real quick. It, 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 sure. Sure. Cause um, I, I've, I've, my personal experience, uh, I've set up tables and had like, you know, this is one of those things where if you have a, a beforehand agreement, like, hey, man, I'm coming out to the fun fly. Do you mind if I pit with you under your canopy? Sure. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, but when you just show up and you throw your can your table under my canopy or you <laughs> take your stuff and you set it on my table that I'm not currently using at that time, you know what I mean? Maybe, I, you know, usually I have a table set up to plug helicopters in and stuff. Right. And if my helicopter's not on there and I come back and your stuff's on there, uh, it's, you know, that's not cool. Well, first of all, it's not cool if they don't know you. I mean, that's just kind of ridiculous, right? Um, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, well, if you have um, it, just, just bring it. I'm kind of, you know, the, the, there needs to be a difference kind of set aside, which is different when I'm the owner of the table, for example, and I, you know, I see you not having a table and I ask you to come pit with us. That's different, right? Sure. I don't want this to be like, well, you know, you better bring your table or you're not going to find a table. It's just, you know, no. you might have to to talk to some people first, you know, and, and make sure it's cool with them. Right. Yeah, and sure. make quote unquote an agreement. Right. I agree with that. So this is, one... go ahead. You're going to finish and, it up. And, and yeah, this last mow down, you know, I was just like, I'm not bringing a table, Kevin, not doing it. Well, and, yeah. But it's because it was by, by design. Right. I was trying, what I was trying to kind of say to Kevin is like, I want to be more, more of a social aspect of things. And the best way to do that is if you go talk to somebody and you pit with them, right? And, and not necessarily for, force yourself on them. Just, you know, you, you always find somebody that's willing to invite you in, in there to share the pit area with them, sure. you know? Never force yourself on someone. Yeah. Cosby tried that, didn't work out for him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus But Christ. the difference is, though, too, is that once again, just like we were talking about with uh, mooching of time, I I reached out to Scott and I said, "Hey, I'm like you're already there. You know, is there room for us to share the shelters that they have there, or do I need to bring my canopy? Do I need to bring my table?" And his answer was, "I would bring it." Well, because I have the space, I brought it. I didn't need it. Luckily, it all worked out where we, you know, had a, a table to work off of and a shelter to be underneath. But had that not been the case, I had what I needed and I wasn't going to have to be a mooch, right? So yeah, Facilities that you're going to <laughs> yeah. make a difference, right? What's that, Scott? I didn't mean anything bad from that. I was just like, if you got the room, bring it. Like, yeah, there's, there's never enough places to pit normally at some events. This one, you know, a little bit of a different case because it's quieter than normal. 
Yeah. But, you know, yeah. if that event was at its normal capacity, yeah, everyone needs all the awnings and tents you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Sprinkling, when we went, we were way down, you know, without canopy. We were already, like, probably Station 5. Right. You know, so it could be a sticking point. I could see that. Yep. That's why I'm not, like, completely shutting down. I say it's very situational awareness type etiquette. Right. Mm-hmm. So this next one, uh, <laughs> it could potentially be a little controversial. Uh, but it's a good one, and it needs to be explained. Uh, and that's being a proper spotter for somebody. Yes. Okay. I'm going to state my piece. You guys can elaborate. So I'm going to get a little preachy. Um, I was always taught you are not there to stand beside your buddy and cheer him on with his flight. We all want to do it, and we all want to get him to fly lower, or her, to fly lower and talk them in the ground. It's a lot of fun getting the sweet spot. But technically, your job is to look left and look right at all times to find out where other pilots are in their boxes in correlation with your friend who is flying or the person who you're spotting is flying. And so you need to communicate them to them. All right, they're coming, they're coming, you know, towards your box here on the left side. So don't go towards to the left side of your box, to the right of theirs, to the left of yours. You know, so you need to communicate with them what the other pilots are doing and where their models are so that you potentially can avoid some of those unfortunate incidents of mid-air collisions. And we've all seen them. And, you know, it makes you wonder if they had a spotter that was communicating better. Maybe that could have been avoided. Who knows? But you are not there to, to watch your buddy fly. That's not the point of being a spotter. So if you guys want to elaborate, go ahead. Yeah, you hit it pretty much on the head. I mean, it's you got to make sure that you let them know if the box is clear beside them, if it's not, if they're going to do a big air maneuver, you let them know if they've got room. Uh, right. If someone runs out in the field or if someone goes down, you just let them know, give them awareness because, you know, they can't always look. That's right. Um, you know, as you, as you progress with the hobby, you can start to take your eyes off the model and pre-look when you're flying on your own and stuff. But it's always way easier when there's someone there, there looking for you, helping. Making sure that, you know, you're not going to have an issue or an accident or something or, you know, a mid-air collision during a tandem. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even if nobody else is flying, you coach them, right? Especially if it's a new person. Sure. I think, absolutely. I think that's when it's the most imperative is when it's somebody new, new field, you know. So maybe that as a spotter, like, I don't mind. I'll spot for anyone. But I usually kind of do a quick talk, you know, ask me, you know, are you comfortable? Like, you know, I have you flown here before? Yeah. Okay, cool. So then at least you kind of, oh, there are two stations down and they know that the boxes are big enough here or this field. And, you know, if you tell me that there's two stations down, they know they have the space, you know. But some other places, there's not as much space that you, you think they have, you know, or you have. So mm-hmm. spotters, interesting topic or etiquette. Yeah point so i think mike has touched on this this next one here um and if you want to kind of like cliff note with the previous uh conversation we had i think in a previous episode then then do it but uh is it encouraging people to get up and fly uh who seem uh that maybe they're a little bit nervous or intimidated because uh i know that can happen with folks that don't fly at the skill level of you know even your above average pilots, not necessarily pro pilots, but some 
some guys out there are really good and it's like you don't want to get in their way and all of a sudden you're like oh no i'll just kind of wait until you know everybody's taking a break or whatever like no you need to get out there so uh mike do you want to speak to that one or yeah i just uh just want to say that you know if you're if you're walking around a fun fly and you see somebody who's just been kind of like sitting there in their chair you know you kind of notice hey i haven't really seen them you know fly yet or haven't seen them really do anything since they got here they kind of just sitting there being shy um approach them and say hey man grab a battery let's go i'm gonna grab you know i'll go get my stuff we're gonna go up to this flight station here and get a flight in you know invite them into your group invite them into up for a flight you know most people won't turn that down um if they do then they probably are really uncomfortable and maybe you know have a chat with them try to encourage them you know hey it's no different than flying at home and like you know relating right up to the spotter thing as dan was saying you know try to coach them while you're up there you know make them feel comfortable where it's not uh as intimidating as they think it is so yeah, right. Or randomly carry people's helicopters up to the flight line when it's night flying time. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way out of this, buddy. Yep. I'm like, who owns this? This is cool. All right, you're next. All right. So the next bullet's kind of the same as the last one, um, but somebody can speak to it if they want to. Uh, it's include others, especially the newer pilots. So. How would we get newer pilots to uh, to sort of brush off that intimidation and get them out there? Uh, so this is one that I put in there. So to kind of touch on what I was getting to with this um, was include if you see somebody who's newer to the fun fly or is a newer pilot, uh, include them in your conversations, like even off the field uh, when you guys are hanging out in the pit area or whatever. You know, include them, make them feel like they're part of the fun fly. Because if you just walk by them and say hi once in a while, you know what I mean? Chances are they're not going to have a good time because they're not going to know anybody there. Um, Try to get them included with uh, the conversations that are going on, on and off the field. So that's kind of the direction I was taking that one away from, you know, getting people to fly. But, you know, all around fun fly, banter back and forth. Try to make them feel like they're part of it. I agree with that. Like yeah, totally. don't don't get clicky. Yeah, yeah. Bring people into your clicks so that way they feel welcome and uh and that way they'll look forward to seeing you next time. I think sort of a good example of that was um and again it's 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 just who Gucci is. I mean, you know, I mean the guy could make friends with a tree or a brick wall and you know, he that's how we met Ben and Josh, you know, is that, you know, Gucci went out of his way to go and I say go out of your way. It was just what you do. It's just who you are. But, you know, to go and talk to them and, and mend friendships and whatever. And coincidentally, they happen to be <laughs> at the same field that I, I fly at. So, I mean, it was just purely coincidental. And um, but that's that's kind of that's the reason why right there is because I didn't know those guys flew there. I had no idea. And um, and so we started coordinating schedules to to try and do what we could to to meet up. And um, so had it not been for you know Gucci to bridge that gap, I mean I probably still wouldn't know that they were there. Who knows? Maybe I don't know. So definitely, even let even let Ben fly my five five six. Yeah, I mean it's not like I just let him fly it. I actually I saw him fly, so I'm like I'm not worried about it. You know, right? So that's how you include him. You know, you got to get him. Give them the full immersion into the hobby. And I think the only way to do it is, like Mike said, you got to 
carry conversation, involve them, you know, into, you know, your conversations. I think that's where people start getting really hooked onto the passion. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, flight box etiquette, um, flying within your box, right? So what are some of the, the, the boundaries? What are we, what are we talking about here? Stay in your box. Stay in your box. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? So that's, that's a tough one, right? Oh, yes. You hear, the, you hear that, Kyle Stacy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, stay in your box if the boxes around you are occupied. Exactly. If you have a free box, your spotter should let you know. Yeah. And, you know, you're free to open up on the right kind of yep. thing. Stretch it out. Yep. I agree with that totally. So, uh, let's see. And, um, and if you need to change your quote-unquote flight pattern, so if you know that you have a hard time keeping it within those boundaries, then, then start doing more stuff like deeper into your box rather than sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So away from you. I know it's tough, but I, I've changed myself because I, I had a tough time staying within the boundaries with some of the maneuvers. So I just do more stuff towards me, away from me type situation yeah if you I mean, feel comfortable yeah i mean I've, I've been to events where a 700 that moves it you know grease lightning i mean like it's sometimes very hard to keep it in the box and um i think they've spread them out over the years but i remember being at heli extravaganza and i was like yo i'm like these boxes are freaking tight and you know when you're at home used to flying the entire span of your field however big that is that can put off a strong intimidation so you you kind of need to be aware of you know how how are you going to change your flight behavior at an event when you do have to stay in a box so that's something you may want to practice you know what i mean so anyway just my thoughts but uh so starting procedures um obviously we don't want to spend a lot of time at the cone um we want to make sure that uh, our stuff is running in tip-top so we're not holding up the line. Uh, I, I do agree with this. Uh, there's one a little bit later on I'm going to speak on, though, that uh, kind of touched home for me here recently. Um, but uh, at any rate, uh, obviously battery, batteries are pretty easy. Nitro, if you're having nitro problems, I think, Gucci, you had some issues with a particular model, and it just didn't want to work. It didn't want to start. And you're like, whatever. Done. Yeah. Take, take it, it back. back to the bench. You know, Don't sit there and try and like mess around with it. Pull your glow plug. You know what I mean? Like just just take it back to the bench. Let the next guy fly. Because yep. at that point it's like, you know, you're you're holding up the line, right? Yeah. I mean that that's my my thought behind it. What's the exact time? How long you should be there? I don't think there's an exact time. You know, you just gotta be mindful of it. I think this is not to be confused is let's say and this is where i think i'm gonna lead into what really uh kevin's gonna talk about this is not to be confused with let's say you're tuning a motor right right or maybe you are working on some settings on your radio and ideally you know if you know you're tuning you're probably going to go um somewhere not at center stage you Mm -hmm. know or try to find a spot uh, where it's not being utilized at the time. 
So I'll kind of leave this one for Kevin to kind of lead us into that. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on one more and then we'll get to that. Or actually, no, let's just go ahead and hit that one really quickly yeah, and we'll come it. back to the other one since you've led into it. But um, basically the scenario was is that uh, we, we were fortunate enough to have enough field area that uh, I could get away from some of the, the flight stations that were pretty heavily occupied. And so I decided that I would take it to a different area to try and, you know, deal with the Vibe 50, which I was still kind of tuning on it. And um, so we put it up into a hover. We flew it around a little bit, and we noticed that it was it was just still very rich. And so, unfortunately, with the YS motors, uh, the high needle is sort of a recessed needle, and you have to have a flathead screwdriver in order to make adjustments with that. Well, I was unprepared. So that might fall into the category of starting procedures that we just discussed. But uh, there was literally somebody who was like, hey, I got one right here. I was like, cool. Can you go grab it? And uh, it did take a couple minutes longer than I anticipated it taking. But this one person that was standing there with an electric heli was just like, hey, I'll be done in a few minutes. And I thought, well, I'm going to be done in less than a few minutes. Like if you, you know, and it settled with me wrong because I thought, I don't want to go down too deep with this of, of, you know, this person, but it was just kind of, it was one of those where a, I'm not even on center stage area B I'm trying to tune a motor. So I'm going to be up and down the entire time. So it's not like I'm putting on a three or four minute flight and, you know, bouncing out. Like I'm, I'm working on my heli here. I need, I, I don't need interruptions. And, and it did. It settled with me horribly wrong. I did not appreciate it one bit. I did wait my turn uh, and, and waited for him to be done. And then he moved on out. Um, but at the same time, it was just like, really? <laughs> you know, so if, if you see somebody who's trying to tune their engine, just go find somewhere else to fly. You know, like your flight, if you're flying an electric, it'll take you three minutes of your flight. Just go find somewhere else. I'm I'm trying to do something here. You know, it's not like I'm trying to tie up one of the main flight stations. But that's just me personally. Some people may feel differently. Uh, but but that was my take on it at the time. So I was like, man, I just want to kind of get a little bit of a baseline tune here so we can have some fun with it. So I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I just show up my stuff tuned. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm that's just fair. Kidding. That's fair. I- you know, I, I think I, I think a lot of it comes down to what we were talking, um, and we we didn't bring this up, but it's just the idea of like just show a little bit of courtesy, you right. know. And it could be just lining up, and like that, that's the reason why I'm, you know, kind of doing the whole. We had a discussion about don't take a long time to start. You know, sometimes you know you have to give people the space to. Because here's my deal: like if I'm seeing something like that, my nature would tell me to just go somewhere else you know if i'm seeing somebody's having some motor issues or they're trying to tune on it or you know i I just walk away and go somewhere else you know what i mean so i think it's it's kind of like a a balance once again i don't think there's a right or wrong answer i think Uh, i think had he asked and been like do you can i go is it okay like do you mind if i go and I'd have been like, yeah, and he's coming. He's coming right back with a screwdriver. Just give me a minute, dude. You know, and I probably would have shut him down. I'd be like, no, you know, and just be like, he's he's bringing a screwdriver just so I can t- turn a needle and and we're going back up. And and that would have ended it all. But he didn't even ask. He just said, I'll, I'm just going to be a couple minutes. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I was kind of on, on the other side of the fence than uh, where you were in that situation. Uh, but I was going to say I would have asked, you know what I mean? Because I know right. if I'm standing there waiting and waiting and somebody's just sitting there and the flight station's idle and you're waiting for somebody to go get tools, I'm going to say, hey, man, do you mind if I burn this battery real quick? You right. know what I mean? Right. Um. Yeah, so I would at least ask now just wandering up and, you know, jumping in front of somebody saying, hey, man, I'll be a minute. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not not cool in my book, but I could see, you know, myself anyways doing, you know, asking, hey, do you mind if I burn this battery right. while you're waiting for that screwdriver? You know what I mean? Because right. it could have took two minutes. It could have took 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So. All right, left me a little raw, but at the same time, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, right. But um, so, but you have a fair point, Gucci. You know, just come with your shit running right. And <laughs> But that's not really true either, though, because, I mean, that's that's the whole point yeah. of helping people. Like, what if I was helping somebody tune an engine? Yeah. You know what I mean? So if it was the flip side, like, say it was <laughs> your heli, Gucci, and I was trying to help you tune. You know, and then I have constant interruptions of people flying just because I'm landed trying to tweak on a needle. You know, like that's that's not cool. You're frustrated, to be honest, because the, I, I the was. heli was, you know, and the the top is that you said, oh, you're gonna fly it. You know, you're gonna fly. You know, your first fly barred, and that was it, and it wasn't working, right? So I, I think it was, and and not to say that maybe that was that was the person's way of asking. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, can I go fly? Right. You know, th- we all think differently. And I, I think that's where um, I could see your position where, you, you know, like I'm trying to, you know, fix this. But at the same time, I'm kind of I'm on both sides. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to stay fair um, because, you know, we've been there. You know, we've showed up to fun flies with stuff that was not too naive and close. But maybe at least at a time, long time ago, we had the excuse like we didn't know how to fix it, right? So we had somebody else fixing it for us. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, we did the right thing because we walked away. We said, let's not do it here. Let's do it somewhere else where it's not busy mm-hmm. out of the way. It just happened that, you know, same thing that person thought also, let me not go here. Let me go somewhere else. And it just happened to be behind you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't think we, I think... In all reality, is just be cognizant of what's going on, you know, on both sides. Yep. So this one kind of hits home for me. Uh, Be careful with the distance between you and the model, because some event organizers may not know your flying style and uh, and interpret your style of flying as dangerous. Mm. That should kind of apply all the time, too. (laughs) Thanks, homie. Appreciate it. I mean, um, let's I be do honest. Get it, I'm going to dig at you, but I feel like, you know, that might be, you know, maybe you have some guilty conscience or something. <laughs> <laughs> See, I put, that, I put this one in there, Scott, just for you. Yeah. Just, just to provide that we, we do like to talk about those instances. Yeah. I, like I said, I think it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like if you go fly at a helicopter event, which, you know, generally, like, we know, you know, that some people fly closer, blah, blah. But if you go to, like, a fixed wing field and you do some of the same type of close-in flying, they're going to lose it on, on their side, you know? So, usually, I think you preach this, Scott, more than anyone in our group is just push it out. Just push it out, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel you could do a pyro flip just as impressive if you're 
an extra 10 feet away, you know, where it puts you at 30 feet away from you than if you could do that 20 feet, to be honest. Yeah, it honestly right. takes away from the enjoyment sometimes. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's wicked cool what you're doing, but if half the time I can't help but to think if a link pops off, I die, I really mm-hmm. get distracted from your flight, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's there's quite a few people I can think of, you know, that obviously I'm not going to name, but uh, when they go up to fly, I kind of, you know, you kind of get tense. You're like, eh. Just, just waiting for, like Scott said, a link to fly off or whatever and to have that horrific moment. Because um, mm-hmm. they just, happens. they have to be, like, right in their face. And I think, I think the hobby's gotten better at it. I think there's less people that do that now. Uh, but still, I mean, if you're going to fly, if you want to fly in your face, in my opinion, um, if you feel the need to absolutely fly in your face at a fun fly, take a couple steps out further. You know what I mean? Go mm. out away from the crowd because the crowd doesn't want you flying in their face. You know? Yeah. So if you ha- absolutely have to do it, maybe go to one of the end flight boxes, walk out 10, 15 steps into the flight box, and, and do your thing there. Um, yeah. That's, you know, that's my two cents on it anyways. Cool. Uh, let's see here. What do we have? So Saturday night flying. Uh, must participate even if you just hover. I agree with this. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Anybody else want to add? Yeah. Yeah, people always are, like, scared to... Not people, but when you're starting out, you've never done it before. You think, oh, night flying, oh, I don't know, it's kind of intimidating. And, like, night flying always brings out, you know, some of the guys that just absolutely throw down as well. I mean, you get the Dan Murnanes of the world that are, you know, fractions of an inch off the ground just beating the crap out of the heli. You can't help but to look at that and go, man, I can't do that. I don't want to jump out there and make a fool of myself. But truth is, no one's going to look at you that way. You know, they, yeah. they just want people to go fly. So... Even if you're just hovering, you're working on orientations, man, go fly. And I'll be completely honest, sometimes that helps other people fly too. Like, I've been in a situation where, you know, a, a crazy good pro pilot throws down the craziest night flight. And I'm like, man, I I don't want to go follow that up. I can't follow that up kind of thing. But then someone else will go and they'll slow it down a little bit and bring things back into perspective. You know, hey, we're back to normal pilot skill, not freaking, you know, god tier level piloting mm-hmm. and then you feel better about going out and going to you know throw down a little bit you know we're back to normal people flying skills at this point sure i agree yeah yeah the one thing for me that kills me is uh people always will say you know when you ask them hey man you're gonna fly under the lights and it's no i don't want to bore anybody or no nobody wants to see me hover and i think that's absolute bullshit you know what i mean i think people want to see other people out there they don't care if you're hovering every single person who flies a helicopter has hovered you know what i mean they've been in that position so everybody's gonna understand we're all there to enjoy it uh and that includes you going out and you know burning a whole tank of of fuel you know hovering around doing orientations doing whatever it is that you gotta do uh do it you know get out Mm -hmm. there and fly that's that's why we do the fun flies and stuff you know and if you man up and do it kind of thing and you some other person that was on the fence sees you do that you've just made them more likely to go fly too so you're getting more people to participate right someone's got to just take that plunge and go you know take the chance and go hover at a flight station 
Yep. I might Please. actually just go do that sometimes now that I, <laughs> you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but screw don't, it. Don't. Next night event, I'm going to go hover a night state, you know, a night flight. Don't kid yourself. And, no, I swear. And see if we can get some more people to come do it. Just, you know, screw it. Huge shout out to Mason. He did it. He Absolutely. Add Mo down. It was awesome. New, new blood into the hobby. He yes. did. New blood that didn't want to be a heli pilot. <laughs> so his dad's into it. And when I first met Mason, he's like, no, I'm not interested. I don't like helicopters. And now he has his own Kraken 580 and he's like starting That's to become awesome. one. Every time he's at the flying field, he has like an only fine helis hat on or something or, you know, RCHO shirt or something like that. I'm like, yes. That's awesome. We've corrupted a planker. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so this kind of falls on to, uh, well, just sitting back and watching the show, right? And if you're somebody who likes to enjoy a cocktail or an alcoholic beverage, um, you know, pull up a chair and just, you know, enjoy the show. Um, heckle. I, yeah, and heckle. I, I, I knew that this is, uh, this is just as much enjoyment for some people as it is for the people who are actually flying and, and doing the crashing of their helis. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, pretty much a staple of any night flying event that I've ever been to. Agree. Yeah. Facts. Uh, I like this next one. Clean your trash up at the end of the night. You know, if you've been making a mess somewhere in the pits and maybe you're leaving the next day, whatever, make sure you clean your stuff up. There was some discussion about having a specific place to put your blades if you crashed. Um, I know they said something about it being a white trash can or something like that at Modown. Uh, maybe it was the one directly in front of us. Honestly, I didn't even want to take the chance. So I just brought my broken blades home with me and I threw them away in my own dumpster. So do it how you want to, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely try to make sure that I've collected all of my things before I leave. Yeah. And speaking of broken blades, like, you know, some clubs are cool with you putting your broken blades in the, um, the gazebo or whatever it is you're standing under. You just, you know, write your name or whatever and stick it in the roof. That's pretty popular with a helicopter field. But if you go do that at like an airplane field where they don't do that, they don't take kindly to you leaving their blades or your blades in the roof. Yeah, we've been we've been struggling with that at our our field. We have uh, our airplane crowd likes to clean up once in a while, and uh, we have to go around and pull the blades out of the garbage cans and put them back up. <laughs> it's like a constant battle back and forth <laughs> between the plankers and the heli guys. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of falls in line with make sure you leave the field cleaner or, or clean or cleaner than you found it. So, you know, these per people have worked really hard to put on an event for you. And um, I'm just going to be blunt about it. It's kind of shitty if you live at a, leave at a pigsty when you leave, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not Pick your house. Your dog poop. Pick up your dog poop. Yeah. Yeah. And when we did Queen City, whatever it was, Queen City Heli Throwdown. I was walking the fields for like two hours on Sunday picking up dog poop. I was like, man, this sucks. Wow. Yeah. That I wasn't agree. dog poop. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> the bathroom wasn't that far away. Uh, oh, there's a bathroom there? Oh, sorry. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, it's, it's true. It really kind of 
puts a bad taste, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I don't know anything yeah. about that. Um, so same thing as the beginning. Uh, make sure you help people take down canopies. If they look like they need help, help them. It only takes a couple minutes of your time. You know, yeah, sure, we all need to get on the road. We all need to get home to our normal lives, you know, whatever else. But it only takes like five to ten minutes to help some folks close up their tents, close up their chairs, tables, whatever. Just give them a hand, you know? They'll remember that. Maybe you'll make a new friend on the way out. Who knows, you know? So uh, definitely participate with other people cleaning up. Um, oh, so the lucky ones getting to fly on Sunday after the event is over. I don't know anything about that, so I'm going to let you guys speak on it. Never done that. Not typically, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, we normally don't crash everything on Thursday night. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more, and I think Scott will probably be able to chime in on this, so maybe not even get to fly anything, but I, I actually was still at the field on Sunday for a little bit, and we got to see some cool jets, right, mm. fly oh, at yeah. Fredersburg. How cool was that? You know, so sometimes you might not fly, but just if you can, just go out and say bye to whoever's left. But you might get to see some some cool action out of airplanes, helicopters, whatever the case may be. So don't be afraid to do it. Go hang out if you can. Yes, I've actually met a lot of cool people on Sundays because it's such a chill, quiet time. Mm-hmm. You just you get the time to sit and chat, you know, where sometimes during an event it's a little too hectic and too much stuff going on. I agree with that, yeah. A lot of so times, I, that's that's when the the pros will break out their stuff, you know, and it's like they'll mm-hmm. fly together, you know, because uh, it's you, you know you have to understand too, like yeah, they're there to put on shows for us, but at the same time, if they went out there and tied up all the flight stations all day long flying, you know, you wouldn't get a chance to fly, you know. So I think they try to to cre- you know create a balance for themselves to make sure they put on some good flights for us. But then, you know, at the end of the event, you know, Sundays is a lot of time. Like, Urcha, I know Sunday is a big day for a lot of the pro guys to get out there and throw down some serious flights. So, yeah. I also got to meet uh, Kevin's complete opposite when it comes to tuning. You know, like, Kevin tunes in the beginning of the fun fly where uh, Steve Yoon from Free Fall <laughs> Podcast tunes on Sunday. There you go. There you so. Go. Yeah, but it's cool just to get to talk to people on Sunday. I think yeah. it's so much more chill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a big one, of course. I think we kind of touched on it. Was um, you know, communicating with the organizers of the event. You know, uh, you know, give them praise. You know, for what they've done and show your appreciation for them putting on the event. Seek those fe- those fellas out, like Joe Reyes and uh, Casey Campbell. You know. If you know Saturday evening or whatever, or Saturday afternoon, you're you're gonna leave the next day. Just reach out to him. Be like, hey man, thanks so much for putting on the event. You know this place is amazing, and um, and you know give them the praise that they need because you know these guys are taking time away from their families as well. So I think that's a good one. It's gonna keep them motivated to do it, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, this is more of a North Carolina uh, (laughs) bullet point. Not naming any names. Not naming any names, RCHO. Um, But if you travel to RCHO, 
you might want to check your vehicle before you leave. It's a good chance that uh, you might be going home with a little extra. So, um, hey, it's their thing. It's their little joke. Uh, you know, I think two times is enough. Just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of over I, it now. <laughs> I think down when I put her more just, you know, not necessarily from RCHO, but just generally. It's yeah, just yeah. good, you know, like when you go on a long trip, just check it before you leave. Especially like if I'm going to, you know, let's say you're in more isolated area where that club is or that fun fly is you might want to kind of check and make sure you don't have any issues before you get on the road and you break halfway home i have a really good one um do you you, yeah with with well it goes in in hand in hand with this one uh if you're going home make sure you check your vehicle to just to be sure that and if you've been flying with a bunch of buddies and you're sharing tables and whatever check your vehicle and just make sure you aren't going home with any of their stuff you know, just kind of take a peek around, make sure that uh, I know there's been times where I've gotten home and I was like, damn, I know Daniel borrowed this thing. Did, did he still have it? And I'll call him and be like, Hey man, you still have this thing, whatever that you borrowed. And, and you know, it's normally you haven't, you know, but it's just because I put it in a different place and forgot that I did. (laughs) But you know, it's just things like that. Just kind of take a quick peek around, make sure that you aren't uh, going home with some of your buddy's stuff. And, um, and you know that way they won't be without whenever they're at their their home field, right? So um, but that might be a good one too. Yep. All right. So we're gonna wrap this baby up. Wrap it up. I feel like we've been here for hours. Yes. Good. Grief. Yeah. It's all good. This nitro is almost done. So nice. That's what I like <laughs> to hear. Owl like thirty minutes ago. I'm lying on the floor under my build table. That's just terrible. That's my microphone, like dozing off to sleep. Okay, then let's <laughs> lie on the grief. floor. I swear to God, I'm lying on the floor. Unbelievable. You're such a wimp. All right, let's wrap it up. So, uh, if you would like to get in touch with us here at the Helihead Show, uh, give us an email at theheliheadsshow at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest, if you have ideas, uh, tell us how we're doing, whatever. Shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, especially some average Joes. Like, we definitely need some of you guys on here. I think we have some folks lined up, but we always encourage you to reach out and uh, tell us that you would like to be on, and we'll try and arrange that to get you on. Uh, what else we got, Mike? If you would like to follow us on Facebook, make sure you go over to our Facebook page and give us a like. Uh, you can also follow us through Podbean and iTunes to stay up to date with the latest and greatest episodes and make sure you guys go and check out the older ones. Yeah. And you can hear how bad we suck. (laughs) (laughs) Has that changed? Not much. No, we only did like 29 episodes in a row really bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now Scott's laying on the floor sleeping, so. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, what and else uh, we got? let's let's not forget all the uh, heli podcast and yeah. video personalities and the hobby. Yeah, and I think we have some ideas where maybe next time we'll we might go back to the old format or something similar. Yeah, because... I that was something that you and I were talking about, weren't we? Yeah, and yeah, I agree. I think we need to to put those back in there. I know what? that whoever listens to us is pretty much listening to all the other ones too, but just in case there's that just crazy offshoot chance that 
you know, somebody's listening to our show and doesn't know about free fall or Telerotor or skids up or down on, you know, the inverted down under. There you guys, go. Done. Cool. You know, Next. all those. Make sure Done you're it. checking those out. Rock and roll. Be quiet. Good grief. All right. Parting words. Gooch, what you got? Hashtag 580 Nitro OS Power. Nice. Hashtag 55 Nitro 2020. Uh, might as well call it 2021. Mm. Hashtag. Uh, let's see here. Hover Oof, life. Oof. Yeah. Uber life. Hover life. Uber. <laughs> Uber. And then hashtag fun with flags today on the Gucci channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, gosh. I got for you uh, the good old trusty get your ass out and fly. Yeah. Of course, we can't forget Equipo Esfinter Socio. Socio. We have, oh boy, hashtag three inch wag. <laughs> wang, wag, wing, 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 wag, wag, wing, wag. <laughs> hashtag Ohio is for fun flies. Mm. We At also night. have hashtag night lights brought to you by Allstate. Nice. <laughs> Are you good hands? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's a little insider for Mitch. Uh, and our last one we have this must be from Gucci hashtag I'd rather stay home <laughs> That that's a communal hashtag I yeah. think, yeah. Oh, I think okay. we all feel the same way Joint effort. Like right. yeah. oh gosh can you read yours from the floor fence post yeah I can but I'm gonna wing it we got hashtag bitch mittens mm. <laughs> we got hashtag snoozing down under <laughs> <laughs> oh, hashtag it's one. way past my bedtime way past yeah <laughs> and hashtag wreck them if you got them and hashtag, yes. hashtag banana hammock <laughs> <laughs> hashtag bike mechanic of thumb flies that's right oh, bike no. mechanic we didn't even touch on that maybe we'll save it oh, for another man, time man you sleep in one hammock I'm <laughs> put a banana in your hand oh, I knew it was true Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we got from our boy K-Dub, send it till you end it. And for our uh, not little Eskimo, but our normal-sized Eskimo, he got a little offended. Sorry. We got going out for a rip, eh? And, of course, from our boy Jay Treadway, we got F them batteries. <laughs> and uh, got the old faithful too old for hold. And, of course, straight from Shaggy, we got balls. We got so, one more. What we got? Hashtag. He shrank them canopies. <laughs> Shrinky dinks. Oh. Shrinky dinks. <laughs> Hashtag shut up. It's called shrinking. Oh, gosh. Hashtag it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Significant shrinkage. All right. Okay, this has gone way off rails. It has. All right. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode number 30. Thank you to no guests because we didn't have one. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) That was funny.
Mikey Meteor. No, Mike? Damn. I'll have to, have to miss that out. Take that out, I guess. Was, was, that, a, was that a Joe Dierte? <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> guess I'm alone. Uh, no guest. I didn't. See you <laughs> later, <laughs> fellas. Three inch wing wang wong. <laughs> <laughs> My canopy shrunk. <laughs> I like banana hammocks. Hashtag mm. shrivel me timbers. Hashtag <laughs> 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 we lost Scott. Mm, yep. He's under the desk where he normally is. Yeah. That's it. That's oh. all I got. Trying to get a raise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, hashtag right. five inch raise. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. But I ain't even tired. I did. <laughs> French taters. Mm. Jimmy Tate. I wasn't expecting him to come down, honestly. It was like we started talking yeah. about it on that thread or whatever. And, and... Whoa! Yeah, anytime anyone goes down, it's a surprise. <laughs> Whoa! It keeps getting deeper, Gucci. <laughs> uh, fly, fly whatever whatever you can get your hands on at this point. I mean, flying swamp water is for you. you. Yeah, you got to draw the line at swamp water. S&W is freaking dollar. Come on! You guys are... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Bunch of bougie bitches. Me. Good to solder. Me. Pop water. <laughs> I only fly V bar. Me. Oh, oh yeah. You don't even do that. Yeah, he got scared, so his <sighs> shit off. Yep. How does the other half live? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a shirt for for me and you, Scott, that says we're bougie. Yeah. And we know it. The bougie bitches. I wanted club. to say be bougie. <laughs> be bougie. <laughs> and I want on the back for it to say lock out with your cock out. <laughs> oh my god. You can delete that. <laughs> oh no, that's staying in, Scott. <laughs> Not going anywhere. That's oh, that's his worth his money in gold right there. Sweat in gold. Ah Carol. You alright, dude? Wow, yeah, this whole is you, you literally take a very simple connector and take it to the next level. Definitely. No, I was yeah. plugging them in together. I get scared every time. <laughs> With all these you know noise you see. Packs together so it's a twelve S? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, every time I plug it in, I'm like, ah and then I plug it in. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his pinky's out the entire time. <laughs> I didn't know you nicknamed it that. <laughs> Never mind. Whatever. We're not as rich as you. What? <laughs> Who's rich? What? Mike? Mike is rich. Mike is not rich. I'm not rich. You're not rich. We're just average Joes, man. How come you didn't include me in the not rich? Because you're fucking loaded, bro. I'm not loaded. freaking loaded. I Dude, showed up at the event with four helicopters. Yeah. 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 I mean, who here? Raise your raise your hands. Like, Only you, know, you would make, make it that way. Now I feel like a douche. Who who goes and buys two 580 electrics off the bat? <clears throat> uh, someone who's sponsored. 
Mm. <laughs> Got him before sponsorship. Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is a good time. This is why I love solo shows. <laughs> oh, oh man, my God. this has reminded me why I like podcasts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mike is gonna put a, a Raja power generator on top. He's so this... he's like getting in it. He's he's working on something. Mike, now. don't I'm... be mad. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm building my fucking oxy. <laughs> Build no, my fucking I'm... oxy, you fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How am I gonna take all these pictures with no fucking helicopter? Take them with helicopter. It's a Hello Kitty brand. Yeah. Hello. A helo. <laughs> I call them hell no copters. Uh, I see what's you, going you on work here, Mister Helo. Helo no. Me, I'm a birdie too. <laughs> Bob, Bob's at the field because a real friends show up to the fun class. Mm. Listen, you know, feelings, feelings were hurt, Mike. You didn't go with me down to Queen City, so just payback. How does right. he feel? Yeah. Who's who's bougie yeah, now? Yeah, right? Who's bougie yeah. now? Yeah. My gosh. I think I think it would be cool with a 50. Yeah. You know? It'd probably be more fuel efficient. Said no one ever. <laughs> I can't believe this dude. Like, he's so pro-OS. And finally, like all of us are like, we're gonna go OS, and then he still busts our balls. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. it's not the new OS. Who's freaking bougie now? Dude, it's not 1986. Well, it was. It wasn't even around in 1986. Yeah, I know. I just, I was gonna mansplain. I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's bougie AF to tr- try so hard to stay away from Goblin. I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Give him the old twisted dick. <laughs> Grab a stick and twist it. <laughs> wow. Twisted dick. That <laughs> dude said, whoa, whoa. Twisted dick. <laughs> so, wow. You ready there, Honcho? Let's do it. <sighs> okay. Wait, I didn't poop yet. God. I gotta pee. Oh, God. Go. And sparks. Go. Okay, I'm gonna go. <sighs> Mike will probably get ready. Hoi. <laughs> Hoi. Hey, I'm a birdie too. No, nothing. Kung Pao. No, I don't get it. <laughs> <sighs> I will say. Our intermission has been longer than the actual recording we've done so far. So that's probably true. You're building. I'm sitting here waiting. You told me to put the wrenches down. Oh, <laughs> shit, dude! I thought you were still like uh, up, you know, to get to a good stopping point. Yeah, that's what you said. Mm. Mm. No, I said I'm good. Let's do this. And Man. then you started talking right. about. Hey, Kevin, Damn it! Uh, you started I talking about sucking. D- <laughs> no, you you brought up what's his name, Brandon or somebody. No, 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 no. That was Scott. <laughs> No, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, dude, that recording you were doing under the canopy. Oh, my God. He has the recording. He said it came out pretty good. So is he going to send it to the planker? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have Freefall use it or us. I have no idea. But I, I didn't care. I was like, whatever. Well, but yeah, his new thing every time he messages me now is balls. Balls. Oh.
That's all right. Every time he sees me, he says, let me smash. And I don't think he ever thinks about the dirty aspect of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's going to make it in here. He's such a good dude. Let's not get carried away. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin was threatening him with pulling his hair. (laughs) Uh, He was, uh, he was. Did I? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pull your mm-hmm. hair. Oh. What were those other things? We we said cream pie, and like he had no idea what we were saying. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's such a delicious it, pie. It was so bad that he looked at Kevin like, "What are you drinking too?" or something like that. And Kevin's like, "No." Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Have you been drinking?" I was like, "No, dude. This is me on a Tuesday." You ready, Mike? Or are you still wrenching? I'm back to wrenching now. So you oh. guys just go. <laughs> just keep wrenching. Oh, yeah, just talking wrench. I don't care. Yeah. Scott's already fucked the show up a long time ago, so it doesn't matter. Seriously. From day one. Right about the beginning when he said, and welcome to the Hellion show. Like it was already fucked at that point. Yep. You ready? Ready. All right. Let's bring it back in. <gasps> you almost got me, but you didn't. I'm not trying to get you. I'm trying to have fun. All right, welcome back. There it is. (laughs) Suck it, bitch. Uh, Dude's like, suck it. Trebek. What do the rules? Fucking balls. Oh, gosh. Oh, that was perfect timing. Holy shit. It was really good timing. All right, you guys ready? It was really good timing. All right, I'm ready. Go. All right, welcome back to the Helihead Show. Why would I say that? I don't say that. Wow. That is... It was new. Let's test yeah, it out. Yeah. Give it a little test drive. You know? Keep that one in your bag. All right. We'll do yeah. that. All right. Put it in the bag. In the bag. You do financing? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be broke. <laughs> I am broke. Mm. <laughs> me. Me. Let me smash. Me. I only run 12S. Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there going, ah, ah, ah. I only fly V bar. Me. Oh, me. Shit. I'm too good to solder. Me. <laughs> me. Ah. Me. Yeah. All right, you guys. I'm shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs>